Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The session is brought to you by morebeer.com, where every day you can enter to win the beer trip of a lifetime for two to Belgium. Private tours, round trip airfare, and $500 to spend. Enter now at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter oh, yeah. the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. Yeah. I'm jet propelled at all times. <laughs> How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think you know, it's bullshit. The... <laughs> I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. no. Look at a teabag fight. Yeah. Yeah. You heard of Junkyard Wars? No. Can I get another high five, Beavis? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. It's Cinco de Mayo, and I feel like the JP's an asshole song fits Cinco de Mayo. It really does. For some reason. Yeah, well, that's all right. You had jury duty today. I had jury duty today, yeah. Were you an asshole in there? Uh, No, actually, I I asked uh, legitimate questions. Yeah? Uh, For some reason, I I didn't know that the jury could actually ask a question. Me neither. I thought you were just supposed to listen to testimony. Did you do it? (laughs) <laughs> Did you admit to doing this? Yeah. Uh, sir, I, I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Did you do it? Just come clean. Yeah. So otherwise, we're wasting our friggin' time here. <laughs> I have episodes of The Clone Wars to watch. Uh, uh, yeah, it was cool. Okay. I mean, it was actually really interesting. Yeah. You know? You going to be in there a while, you think, or what? No. no. Quick one? Yeah. We actually got let off early today. Oh. And then uh, uh, tomorrow, we should wrap up. Maybe Wednesday. I don't know for sure. Violent crime? or? Um, uh, no. That's good. Yeah. Nothing weird. <laughs> no, it's not uh, a sex crime? Not a sex crime, unfortunately. That's good. But it is a criminal yeah. case. Right. For criminals. Yes. Not a civil case. Correct. Wait, this is the jury selection or you actually got selected? No, I'm on the oh, wow. I'm on the mother. That, that's humper. hard to do, isn't it? I mean, they call in like a hundred and something people and you know uh, yeah. select twelve. But if he uh, must not have answered anything truthfully. Let's let's be honest here <laughs> right. today. When they're like, So how do you feel like 
you know, with your yeah. with your racism and your and your sexism and your. First of all, racism <laughs> is a little. I just believe in stereotypes until <laughs> right. I see otherwise. That's not racist. Were there any questions like that? Like no. you know, trying to get to your uh, beliefs? No. Obviously, no. Well, no. they 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 ask you during the selection. Um, you know, have you ever had any contact with law enforcement? Uh, have you ever had a negative um, uh, interaction with law enforcement? And, and both of those answers were no. Yeah. Well, because the so nobody said anything, and the ladies and the, the prosecutor who's who's you know trying to start the process of choosing the jurors, uh, nobody said anything. She goes, "Really? You got, you all haven't got a speeding ticket or anything like that?" Right. And uh, and I go, I raise my hand. I go, "Well, I've gotten a speeding ticket, but I did it." I so it wasn't a negative experience. Yeah, and she goes, "But you weren't upset about that." I go, "Well, no, I I I did it. I was speeding. I got caught. I don't understand the question." And uh, I was what? hoping to be a, a little like, uh, you know, hey, I'm super. I understand exactly what's going on. I'm I'm a little too by the book. Yeah, I don't have any room. If if it says that this thing is is uh, unlawful and you do it. And you've broken the law. I don't care. Uh, well, that would get you. Prosecutor would like like your attitude. Yeah, the pro- yeah but I was yeah. hoping the defense. But the defense was, would get rid of you, right? But uh, apparently she didn't. And I reiterated things like that. Can you play this song when you're done with jury duty? Hey, just stand, hold a boombox over my head if they still make those. If the guy gets found guilty, I'm going to send this <laughs> song to him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it would. Uh, well, I can't comment on the case. I yeah. Can't even make a joke about it. No, you can't. Yeah. So there in you a go. Couple days though, you could. Yes. Afterwards, I believe. I believe I. I will let you know. And uh, it. It is at the same time uh, reinforcing my my uh, my belief in our system of of uh, of uh, justice. Yeah. And at the same time, raping it in the ass at all at once. Yes, because okay. it's just the most ridiculous waste of money. And that's all I'm going to say. The the case, this case in particular. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like you didn't work very hard to not get selected. I mean, the mm. answer to the. Have you ever had a run-in, and, and have you ever had a negative experience with cops? Instantly, I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, and other people have, and they go, well, what happened? Oh, oh well, you know, I got a DUI. And that didn't get anybody thrown off? No, it did, unfortunately. Sweet! But, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, really? The best thing to come of my DUI will be no jury Yeah, duty. every single person who was like, oh, I had a, one lady remembered the next day. She goes, oh, well, in full disclosure, oh. I had a, a DUI. Oh, really, ma'am? Uh, at what point in your history have you done? 25 years ago. Ah. And then the defense goes, uh, the defense would like to thank and excuse juror number blah, blah, blah. Wow. What a fucking bitch. Nice. I didn't realize they were uh, busting people for DUI 25 years ago. I thought that was... <laughs> Like a you know the last 10, 15 years. You, you had home? to be really drunk yeah. to not just get escorted. You got home. escort, right? Yeah, whatever happens. And she deserved. This it. lady's like in her forties. I mean, you know, it's just it's like come on. And yeah. then, but they ask you, can you set that aside and follow the no. letter of the law? Some someone did that. Like I don't believe I can in this case. And they go, okay, you're yeah. free to go because they want because they knew what it takes to go home, JP. But see, I you got you you're have to you have to swear an oath. <laughs> To tell the truth. You're sworn to in. To tell the right. truth. You're sworn in before they even start selecting. Right. So what am I going to do? Lie. Oh, shit. <laughs> Don't do your civic duty. That's what you're supposed to do. Right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You showed up. I consider that your civic duty. Showed up and lied. I was I'm here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. First, the American way. Yeah. Show up and lie. <laughs> first, they sent, me, they sent me out to, Mar- uh, to Richmond, the oh. Richmond courthouse. And then I go yeah. there for a couple hours, um, and they go, okay, you're all done, but... Martinez is in desperate need of jurors. 
So now you all are reporting to Martinez. What? Wow. Desperate that sounds like yeah. double jeopardy to me. Oh, That's what I thought, I too. Think, yeah, your service should jeopardy. have been over. That's Martinez's problem, not yours. Yeah, yeah. And so we all F go in a room. There's a there's maybe 150 people, and a whole giant group gets called in. And I go, great, I'm not going to have to go. And then 10 minutes later, I get called in with another group. Oh, shit's uh, hitting the fan of yeah, Martinez. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff going on, I guess. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah, I know, Martinez. right? Martinez. All right, well, let's get to it. we got a lot to do today and a few things to talk about. I want to thank our sponsor of this program and every session that we bring you, the good folks over at More Beer. You can go to morebeer.com right now and check it out. And uh, they're just great people. I believe they just gave away a trip to Belgium. Oh, really? They did? Well, it's over. I know that the entries are over. Maybe they haven't announced the winner yet, but uh, you can't enter anymore. If you've been paying attention to the show for the last six weeks or so, you hopefully got your ass over there to get involved. But uh, the good folks at More Beer bring you this session and every session. Go to morebeer.com and check it out. I'm excited to be working with them again at NHC this year, too. Yeah. I think we got a few surprises up our sleeve that we're going to work together on. Nice. So that'll be fun. Our guest tonight, Base Camp Brewing Company in studio. They drive a Westie, oh, so no. they're already, they're already on, on my good oh. side. <laughs> yeah. did, did you already do the whole uh, what year conversation with them? We, well, it turns out we spent the, uh, some time together at uh, Boonville uh, Beer Festival this weekend. Oh. They went to that and... Uh, saw my Westie, came over, introduced themselves. So we already, yeah, we did our Westie talking. Oh. And, uh, oh, 68. Well, that has the modified bushing that you can actually just swap <laughs> out with another one and you get less drag. Well, the interesting thing actually is, JP, <laughs> that they have a Vanagon, an 80s model, which typically would be water cooled, but a comrade of mine, it's an air cooled Vanagon. So we do, uh, we share that in common, which means we have the same level of stress every time we arrive somewhere. <laughs> Feeling like it was going to catch fire. Great. So happy to be talking to the base camp guys. They're in studio today, and they brought us some beer. I even arranged a ride home. Oh, thinking that nice. I would want to drink a lot of base camp beer tonight. They brought a lot of it. Yeah, they're cool uh, packaging. See that? Yeah. What are they? They have uh, really cool packages. Like Sixteen ounce aluminum, uh, aluminum bottles. Twenty twos. They have really cool <laughs> big packages. Are yep. they? They're twenty two ounces. Yeah, and the bottles are shorter and a little bit narrower than a uh, glass bottle. Are Alum- you guys just drinking right out of the bottle right now? No, See, that's your serving size. Dragon? Aluminium bottle. In Oregon, that's what you start with. That's like a sip. <laughs> that's a warm-up. I'll have a taster, please. Here's your 22. <laughs> Where in Oregon are you guys from? Portland. 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 God, you got balls opening a brewery in Portland, don't you think? There's like a brewery right. on every corner. Yeah. All right, we'll talk about that. We're going to learn all about the Portland beer scene with Base Camp and, and their brewery. they got an interesting story, so uh, we'll talk all about that. Let me get through a few announcements for you. Uh, BNA9, our ninth anniversary party. Tickets are on sale now. We're good to go. It's happening Thursday night during NHC this year. So for those of you who have missed in the past because you don't go into NHC a night early, we got you covered. We're actually in place of, of Pro Night Tasty. That's pretty uh, good. Pro Night kind of gets integrated <laughs> into the rest of the festival, so there's nothing happening on Thursday night. How does it get integrated, by the way? Is it like they're, they're pouring throughout the, the, the day? or no? oh, They're the pouring hosp- throughout the day the in the hospitality suite. suite. So I think you have your homebrew clubs pouring, um, and then which is which is traditional. That's right. what that's what it's been in the past. And now you also have several uh, professional breweries pouring in the hospitality suite as well. I think that's how it got changed. I wonder if it isn't because they don't have that many uh, homebrew clubs to man the hospitality suite. I don't think no. so. No. Um, I, I think part of it was that the, it's a great downtown location, and they wanted people to go out into the city a little bit. Right. Of course, then we're throwing a wrench in that plan by parking buses outside the hotel and <laughs> right. taking everyone to our party let's go uh but we're still <laughs> contributing to commerce to local commerce because we're oh. renting out fifth 
third ballpark, which is an awesome minor league baseball stadium there. We're taking up the entire park. We've got uh, on-field activities going on, and it's all brought to you by our good friends down at HopTech Homebrew Supplies and Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine. They're our title sponsors this year, and um, we've got a VIP area. VIP tickets are sold out. Oh, wow. Yeah, we sold out uh, 200 tickets in less than two days, I think is what happened. Um, So general admission tickets are still available, which are, it's a deal. For 50 bucks, it's all you can eat and all you can drink, and you get the run of the entire park. There's just the one little VIP area that you don't get the run of, but I'm telling you that it's compared to everything else we have lined up for you. So go get your general admission tickets. They're only 50 bucks. All you can eat, all you can drink, all you can laugh. (laughs) That's right. Right? We're putting together a a brewing network kickball game. Yeah. We're going to have, I think we got to round out our team a little bit. Yeah. Because, like, Tasty only wants to... Designated know. hitter. He, he designated hitter. Maybe With first a designated runner. Or like first base coach, maybe. <laughs> designated umpire, man. There yeah. you go. So maybe we'll get some of our sponsors on board uh, yeah. to be on a team with us, right? Oh, great. Go. So brewcasters and BN sponsors versus the listeners in like a, I don't know, two, three, four inning kickball game. Uh, we'll see how much fun we're seven. having. I mean, if little leaguers can go seven round, uh, seven innings, I think we can go seven innings. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun to yeah. watch for a little while. JP had the idea that we can they have wireless mics for down on the field. <laughs> JP and I are thinking we're going to do running commentary during yeah. the whole game. I'm, I'm going to make sure they don't issue any lab mics. Yeah. That would be, oh, be amazing. It's going to be fun. That'd have to be, be highly edited. Uh... And Moskowitz up to the plate. <laughs> Saggy shorts on today. Might be shitting himself. <laughs> It's going to be a fun game. Then we'd all hear the panting as you run halfway to first base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I sound like Tasty. Actually, yeah, Tasty, you'd make a perfect uh, first base coach. First base coach, yeah, I'm thinking. you get to pat okay. everybody on the rear end when they get a base hit. You Good know? game. Is, I don't enjoy doing that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, he's much more subtle oh, wait, than is that. Is this a co-ed team? Uh, we'll work on it for you, Tasty. Right. That way, like I'll, I'll make my arm numb for one side. And uh, Kim Wood's going. Maybe I can get Kim Wood to be on our team. She loves. I'm sure she'd love to be in the game. There we go. Yeah, she was a hell of a softball player. Turns out she's a yeah. ringer for uh, sure. Yeah, we'll yeah. keep her off the team. All right, so we got a lot of things going on. Go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash BNA9. Thebrewingnetwork.com slash BNA9. That's how you get your tickets. We'll keep reminding you. You got you got time, but um, we want you to we want you to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely, like, like 30 breweries and. Look, if you just go downtown, you're going to spend 50 bucks on dinner and beer. So let us take care of it for you. You'll spend at least 50 bucks if you, if you don't go to the party. Yeah. All right. Uh, just a quick update. The Hop Grenade Tap Room and Bottle Shop is still uh, under construction. We're working on it. I don't know when we're opening. I have no fucking idea. End of May, early June, uh, October. Um, 2016. <laughs> we're working on it. I talked to a lot of people at Boonville about it, Tasty. I was, I'm getting a little frustrated you know, that we're delayed. And everybody's going, dude, you guys are so not delayed. Everybody else takes a year, you know, to do. They're so far behind schedule. We're only like a month behind right now. We'll be about two months behind by the time we open. Everyone else is going, quit your bitching. That's (laughs) that's fine. So we're working on it. We'll let you know as soon as those doors open. Best way to get those updates is to sign up for Twitter and Facebook. Uh, all right, you can support us through the BN store. You know, there's a lot of gear up there, and we're ordering some new stuff right now. Um, just hit, hit the store button on the brewingnetwork.com, 
and get T-shirts and hats and stainless steel growlers that are pretty sweet, all sorts of stuff. You can also support us by shopping on Amazon. Just click the Amazon button on the homepage. Do we have an Amazon product of the week? Yeah, I thought about doing the uh, Master Series Anal Expander Functioning Vibrating Probe. Uh, just That's just, all one thing? Yeah, that's one item. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of I have to think it's the same person ordering all this stuff. <laughs> I, I don't want to do that because we've, we've done enough sex toys on Amazon. Oh, okay. And you should be getting that on Adam and Eve anyway. Uh, I'm going to do the Donut House Collection... Uh, decaf K-cup portion pack for the Keurig brewing system. Oh. So, A, it's decaf. Uh, and it tastes like donuts? Who's drinking decaf? Yeah. And also, who the drip systems are, are you, or the um, the Keurig. So, are you guys into this thing? Oh, yeah. No. I love mine. You love it? See, I, yeah, I everyone do. seems to love it. And my, my girlfriend insisted on it. And get, I like the drip pot. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like the old school Mr. Coffee, make a whole bunch of it, have a nice coffee in the afternoon. I don't know why everyone's so into the Keurig. Yeah, but that's but you also like to say the drip pot has gone the way of the dodo. <laughs> well, not in my house. So. Well, and you like bad coffee. If you have the coffee on in the pot for a whole day on the burner, well, who does no, no. that? Well, you don't leave it on. Oh, you well, it I'm assuming. Warm. I don't know. You, you brew it and then you turn it off. Oh. And you have your cup and you put it in the fridge for later. Oh, I don't drink coffee well, later. There you go. Who drinks coffee later? I don't. I I would just see with the Keurig, you don't have to drink it later. You just make another cup. But I mean, I don't even buy it. Like you have coffee in the morning. Right. Yeah. And you have beer in the afternoon. What's this coffee later thing? Well, no, sometimes I like a, a good cup of coffee in the afternoon. It, it's uh, yeah. That makes sense to me. Maybe okay. on the weekends, you know, yeah. you're going to be up late. Oh, yeah? I just have a beer. <laughs> I do both. Uh, I Uh-oh. have beer and coffee. You yeah. Just double fist it? Well, I have two straws. I see. Yeah. That'll work. I mean, who drinks beer not out of a straw? Wait, did, so did you say that the coffee that comes out of this particular Keurig is donuts? It tastes like donuts? <laughs> uh, the, they call it the Donut House. Oh. I, I, it's the name of the brand. I don't know. Does I guess, it taste like a donut? I, I might drink coffee in the afternoon like, if it tastes like donuts. I think it's meant to be just like, you know, run-of-the-mill coffee like mm. you get at the Donut, donut House. Right. Oh. Or maybe it's a brand. I don't know. Like uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe it's yeah. Dunkin' Donuts knockoff. Okay. <laughs> okay. But anyway, yeah, thanks for ordering, even though it was decaf. So, Moskowitz, you have a $300 coffee maker that you don't use? Yeah, well, Alexa uses it. I see. Okay. But yes. <laughs> but basically, yes. <laughs> all right. I think that's all the announcements I have for today, right? All right. Do we have a Twitter game? Yes. Who's Twitter brought to us today by? Homebrew stuff? No, I got them later. Oh, you know what? How about this? Twitter's brought to you today by Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com, and if you're having trademark issues or if you just want to start looking into protecting your stuff, you're going to need help. Ask me how I know. How do you know? How do you it's know? It's fucking ridiculous how I know. Every week now. It's not an answer. Every week. How ridiculous. But John over at Beer Law Center helps me out. You can go to beerlawcenter.com. He's, he's there for the beer industry, helping you with your uh, trademark registrations and, and any problems that might arise. He's good at it, and he's got a good attitude. He's not... Not a dick about it. You know, he doesn't right. just write to people saying, hey, go fuck yourself. Give us our trademark back. <laughs> yeah. He says that, but in legalese. <laughs> in legalese. He's <laughs> thinking it. That's what they all say yeah. back to me. That's My what they're starting with to blah, say. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be uh, beer also, beer centric. So if you're listening oh, to this and you don't have a brewery, but you want to trademark something, oh, John will help all? you out also, yeah. Why is it called Beer Law Center then? <laughs> because he wants to focus on, on beer. But I'm just oh, saying. I'm, but he'll do other things of now. Of course. Yeah, yeah, man. In this in this market. With oh. the Obama dollar. Are you kidding me? That is insane. Dollar. I don't know. Whatever. They're putting him on the dollar now? <laughs> yeah. You didn't know that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. BeerLawCenter.com. What's our Twitter game? Our Twitter game is uh, <clears throat> put on your, your thinking caps. This is the future. Okay. It's 2034. Sam is president. Sam who? <laughs> Sam Moore. Oh. Our right. Sam. Yeah. Douchey Sam. <laughs> yeah. What's his first official act hmm. as president? Sodomy. 2034, 
first official presidential act. Oh, a presidential act. Sure. But you got to specify. His first official act as president. I see. Sodomy. 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 Right? He's like, Oval Office. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I'm putting my... I'm going into the Oval Office. They call it Oval for a reason. <laughs> Bevo, bring that Oval Office over yeah. here. Uh, sir, you're actually in the Lincoln bedroom. I know where I am. I'm going into the Oval Office. All right. So what will Sam's official act, first act, presidential act be? That's our Twitter game. No. All right. And I think... Yeah, we got time to do feedback even. Oh, shit. Well, that's fun. Today's a good day. Yeah. Let me get it ready. At least you get it ready. It's here somewhere. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, feedback's brought to you today by Keystone Homebrew Supply. Go over to KeystoneHomebrew.com. Longtime supporters of, of us, and, and we love them for it. Keystone Homebrew Supply. Everything you need. All right. Brandon writes in, I'm writing to inform you that I've won a first place on a pale ale at the Titletown Open Homebrew Competition that took place on April 26th. Not just any pale ale, but the pale ale recipe from How to Brew the Perfect American Pale Ale DVD. There were 47 entries in the category, and he won. Nice work. Way to go. I don't even think the DVD is still available in the store. It might not be. I think we've switched to a model where you have to get it at your local homebrew shop. Mm Mm-hmm. But then it's only in like one <laughs> I think you can go to morebeer.com and get your Pale Ale DVD. I've seen it at the uh, Firestone store, if anyone's on the Central Coast. Oh, yeah, it goes that's to right. Firestone Walker Brewing. That's right. Find it there. Still? Yeah. yeah. I think we've only shipped them one shipment. <laughs> shipped them like six. Yeah. Oh, they're selling like hotcakes. Well, no one well, eats hotcakes anymore. They should be selling. You brew a uh, competition uh, winning Pale Ale with yeah. them. Yeah. It is a hell of a recipe. Tasty yeah. can vouch for that. Very tasty. All right, Pies writes in, uh, I think you should keep going in the Brewcaster Challenge to determine all positions, including the worst of the worst. Haven't we established that already? <laughs> so that Justin should have a brew-off against the loser of the Jay-Z and Chicken Boy for first place. Or for last place, actually. I don't like this idea. Can't we? We have to stop the, the pain somewhere. It's just uh, beating a dead horse. You're a loser. Again, you're a loser. <laughs> the winner of Jay-Z and Chicken Boy would brew against Nate for the fifth, sixth place position. Then Moscow and the loser of JP and Tasty brew for the third, fourth place position. The last challenge, of course, then is Doc versus the winner of the <laughs> JP Tasty for the title. And the loser gets second place. Right. Uh, not only will this make for great radio when Justin uh, jags a win... I don't know what that is. It's Australia. Australia. Jags a win against a hapless Jay-Z who has given up. Um, but the concept in general has given some great beer information from Pies. Pies, even though, even if we don't do all the loser brackets, it's not as if the Brewcaster Challenge is going away. We'll just start again, is, is the plan. I got some good ideas for the next round, too. Also, other people want in on it. Like, I think Susie wants in on the Brewcaster Challenge. I think we should get Beardy in on the Brewcaster Challenge oh, next round. After yeah. tasting his uh, homebrew, I, I, yes, he's definitely in. <laughs> right, yeah. Easy to beat. So I think the brackets are going to get bigger. No problem. I don't uh, think it's we should... higher than your beer, though. I don't think we should keep the doing the loser up. brackets. It's, I think double elimination is how this tournament right. goes, and I've been eliminated. Double. I do like his idea of a bracket, though, uh, where we could have like a you know a final eight. Yeah, <clears throat> which might be where we're at. He's describing something like that. Or no, he's not. I, we we could do that if we had more brewers. That's just, that's still a normal elimination type bracket. He literally wants to know who's in eighth place and seventh place and sixth place, oh. and that's different than doing like no, a Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, Final Four. Like that's a different right. thing. 
Anyway, I mostly just don't want to know that I'm last of the last. It's enough already. Yeah. How much do you want? All right, sent from my suck a dick writes in. Um, <laughs> hey, I've noticed that the BN app is no longer in the iPhone App Store. What gives? Um, also, you're a cocksmear. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It got taken down, and then I contacted the company and filled out whatever they needed me to fill out. That was quite some time ago. They got our Android one fixed because that had disappeared, too. That's now back. I have a feeling iTunes is screwing with us, but I'll work on that this week and find out why our app's not back up there because it should be. It was resubmitted. It just didn't get approved or something. I'll, I'll go find out. Thanks for the reminder. Um, all right, Kyle writes in, Mr. I used to date a German. The CH makes a hard K sound. Rauchbier. Okay. Rauch beer. Yeah. Not Rauch. Right. It was a long time ago. You think that... Look, that's not all the things I remember about dating a German. I remember how to pronounce fucking Rauch beer. Yeah. What do you remember? Um, uh, what am I going to get some ass? <laughs> yeah. Watching a lot of poop. <laughs> I remember a lot of scat videos. <laughs> like the, you mean like the scat man? <laughs> okay. Uh, Carl writes in, I just wanted to reach out to you all and tell you what a great job you do. Um, I was recently at... Tappen, New York's largest craft beer festival. I don't think, I don't think that's a, it sounds like a tap dancing festival, don't you think? Does, yeah. Hey, I'm, we're going to Tappen. It's like something Gregory Hines. Uh, it's Tappen say. weekend, everybody. <laughs> that's a terrible beer fest name. Uh, Tappen, New York's largest craft beer festival. Uh, I was partaking in a couple two tree amazing brews, and I saw a guy with a BN Army shirt and leaned in to tell my wife, that's the podcast I listened to, and pointed at the guy. Well, he must have overheard uh, my not-so-subtle approach and shouted, Hell yeah, man! They're the shit! <laughs> I wanted you all to know how great the BN Army is. <laughs> Sounds like our listeners. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to hear that story from the wife's point of view. I'm yeah. having a lovely afternoon with my husband. It was a little dark out, but still really warm. Right. And then this aggressive man came and shouted at me. It was really horrible. Yeah. Couldn't make out what he was saying. He was slurring his words. <laughs> Wow, P.S. Yeah. JP, I don't think you're a dick, just misunderstood. No, I agree. Oh, and did Sugar Valley die? I haven't heard anything great since Wacka Wacka Wacka. I agree. Uh, Sugar Valley did send a new song, but I I vetoed it. Oh, wow. Oh, what this is, is, is the it like? second one, right? I want to cut Bebo's ass and like <laughs> put it on my face, and then I'll be an ass face. Or I don't remember. It was. It might have been. No, no. It was about Taryn. That's oh why. My. He was oh, like, well, why don't well, I know about this? Because here's what I thought. He yeah. was like, hey, I feel like Bevo gets the brunt of all the, ju- all right. the jokes. All the jokes? All the jokes. All the jokes. She gets the brunt of everyone's junk. Yeah, she does. And so he's like, I thought I would write it about another one. But but Taryn's not a part of the show. Like, right. she doesn't, in my opinion, she Bevo's asking for it because she's the dummy who sits in here every week. Right. But Taryn does. And I felt like it's she's off limits. Right. Like, just like Kate. Like, I would, it's not that I would be offended by a Kate the Great song, because I don't care. But I wouldn't air it because she, it's not fair. She's, right. she's not a character. She's not a character, right. So that's why, now I remember I'd why. I still like I to hear it, though. I'll, I'll play it for you. I, th- okay. I don't think I deleted it. Right. I don't think it was very, even still, it wasn't, it also wasn't nice. But Like, wasn't good? Yes. Okay. Both. All right. Anyway. It was typical. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Joey writes in. Hey, Clown Shoes, you mentioned the monthly donation and how it enters you in a more beer drawing every month and every show. I'd like to get some more info on this. I want to donate, but I also want to win some shit. 
Uh, why don't you put something on the website in the donation area? How could I even know if I was a winner that month? You would know because we contact the winner directly. <laughs> I uh, want to donate, every but month. I want stuff in return. That's called purchasing. <laughs> you can just go do it on their website. Yeah. yeah. We don't run that kind of game here. We do do a drawing uh, every single month, Dude. and we directly, both uh, both the Brewing Network and More Beer, contact a the winning donor directly every month. And sometimes we announce their name on the show, but... Not really necessary because we just make sure they get their their donations. So Joey, if you haven't gotten an email from us saying you've won, you haven't won. But thank <laughs> you for your donation. Um, you will, you know, statistically, eventually you'll probably get some shit. Aside from all the shows and the content and JP's humor. And well, two out of three. That's all part of your donation, I think. Anyway, right. Plus, you might win some. All right, and finally, James writes in from Michigan. Hi. I love the Brewing Network. Thank you. I want to keep this short for you. Coors Frost Cold Brewing was hilarious to us brewers, but now Miller has topped it. They say Miller Fortune is undistilled. I think this should get mentioned on the air because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, this one, I did see this. uh, All their other beers must be. What does that mean? Uh, Miller Fortune, undistilled. Well, no. (laughs) Not brewed on the moon. In In a package you can drink from. It's a, we're not really just stating all of the obvious. Miller, unfiltered. We use water. <laughs> it's gotten an 86% rating on rate beer. No. Yeah. Out of how many? Wow. Out of 195 reviews. But, but, but out of 100 is the points? 86 out of 100? 86%. Oh. Yeah. Uh, 86% positive. For it's like a four and a half stars. Wow. What's it called? Miller, Miller Fortune. Your fortune awaits. What kind of beer is it? I have no idea. Let's see if it gets mentioned here. It's a commercial. So far, I love it. That's one way you could play it. Nothing wrong with eight hours sleep. It's very slick looking. I'm thirsty already. Get back in there. Fight the coming of tomorrow. Make it the kind of night most men can only dream of. What the fuck? And now he's walking back into the club. New Miller Fortune, undistilled with a smooth finish for there spiritual was. nights. Undistilled with a smooth finish. Who's, who, who does that sell beer to? Go have a night. Well, if you're drinking their other beers, it means it's been distilled or something? Miller Fortune. That's, it's the, uh, that's the assumption, I think, well, that some people Maybe are, they're like stealing some of the alcohol out of the beer, like the. Undistilled with a smooth finish put it in for this other beer? nights. Hmm. I, w- I heard a rumor that it might be barrel-aged or something, or they add some bourbon flavor, maybe. And so that might be why they say it's undistilled, so people don't think, oh, this is a liquor. I don't. I, I think you're giving them too much credit. I think so too. I, I think they're just. I think they're just treating us like we're idiots. Absolutely. It's like just like a little catchphrase. Yeah. Really? Can they do that? I mean, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> they can say whatever they want. I mean, technically, it's uh, undistilled, so they can do whatever they want. They mm. they add. Um, feel, mm. Oh no. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. What do they add? I mean, I made a mistake. Well, that's really sad if the uh, consumer is, uh, oh my God. Should we try it since it has an 86% yeah. rating? It's 6.9% alcohol. It. What if it's good? I'd rather just hate their marketing yeah. than, you know, maybe the uh, beer's okay. No, if they made a good beer, that would destroy everything. It would. Yeah, I hope <laughs> they never do. Yeah. Oh, that seems like they don't plan to either. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring in a six pack next week. I th- it's, well, maybe it, just one. It seems like their their marketing <laughs> is trying to, they're trying to capture the people who drink, are drinking spirits. Okay, and so they're starting. It seems just briefly scanning this marketing article. They're trying to to use those words. 
Yeah, but it's uh, the opposite then by saying undistilled. Right. Yeah, but they're still trying to get that same language onto into their marketing. So you, I think you got to mm. get on the radar of those people. I go, oh, um, it, it's like distilled, but not. <laughs> I forgot what un means. <laughs> well, I like distilled. They're geniuses over there. <laughs> the marketing team or, or the brewery team. Guys, I got an idea. <laughs> Let's we're make gonna, beer taste like beer. We're gonna make, yeah, we're gonna make a beer that tastes like beer, and we're not gonna distill it. Stay with me. <laughs> we'll call it not distilled. No, no, that's no good. It doesn't work. That's not flashy enough. Uh, Pre-distilled. No, no, that's not gonna work. Never, ever, ever distilled. That's too many words. Undistilled. Perfect. You're a genius. Let's go to lunch. We asked, how would Jack Daniels or Maker's Mark do a beer, and why? Says David Kroll, who was recruited from appliance maker Dyson. In 2012, to shake things up at Miller Coors's head of innovation. <laughs> Wait, can I just answer the question? How they would do a beer? Yeah, they would take wash, and instead of distilling it, they would ferment it into beer. Right. So what was? <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Like that's it. That's how they'd make a beer. Oh, you mean a malt liquor? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, a oh, fuck Miller. It's uh, yeah, it's really weird. I can't figure out what. But to 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 Beardy's point, I can't figure out what it is. By the way, Miller, if you'd like to sponsor the show. <laughs> or, Justin, would you like to do any of their voiceovers? i the show. Yeah. Try it. Undistilled. Uh, undistilled. For a night out that only other men dream they wish they had with you. <laughs> Wait a second. That's not how it sounds. It's perfect. Yeah. It's, it sounds like they're, they're, they're trying to, to bill it as a, as, a, as a beer, a craft beer, basically. As a beer that you can, you can drink like a spirit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so they're that. going... Um, uh, Why'd I say that? What does that mean? Fortune is a golden lager brewed in part with Cascade hops to give it a citrusy bite and caramel malt to impart an amber hue. Developed with guys aged 21 to 27 in mind, the flavor is moderately bitter with hints of sweetness, resting somewhere between a full-flavored craft beer and a light lager. The flavors emerge even more as the rocks glass warms the hand, Manuel says. I don't know what... Rocks glass? I don't know what that is. They, quote, they are going to hold a beer glass in a way they haven't held a beer glass before. <laughs> So, Fuck, wow. I hope they do that. I hope I go to a bar and there's a bunch of 21 to 27 dickheads <laughs> yeah. standing around with a rock glass full of Miller undistilled. And then, and then the next paragraph starts out with, such innovation may not be enough. Innovation? What, drinking a beer? <laughs> Making a pale lager Jesus. and calling Look, it undistilled. My world is just turned upside down. Uh, craft That's beer is dead. Some innovation. It was going so well. And then they're interviewing people. Now You'll this. be able to identify the losers in a bar really quick that way. <laughs> yeah. Laura Birkin, 26, prefers vodka and water or Jameson's Irish whiskey neat during nights out with her friend. Yeah, because Jameson's is so... Where are you, know, you reading good. this from? Bloomberg Business. Right. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I get yeah. bloated and it ruins my night. Beer is very filling, says Burbican. Get out of here. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back... Base Camp Brewing Company. We'll talk about some real beer. None of it's distilled, I promise. <laughs> Hang in there, secession. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. 
morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can, featuring... Monk's blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's blood. The 21st of them. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi, and
then opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The session. Brewing up our next batch of radio gold. Right now. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate it very much. Hey, let me let you know real quick, if you go over to homebrewstuff.com right now, you can check out their new promotion this month. Upgrade to kegs. It's time to keg your beer, kids. Yeah, get over it. Summer's coming. You brew now. Put it in kegs. You're good to go for the whole summer. When it's too hot, everybody starts complaining. Like, we've listened to, oh, it's too cold for like four or five months now. Now it starts, oh, it's too hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so hot all the time. Anyway, brew all your beer now before it gets too hot and we listen to you complain about it. And then upgrade to kegs. You can serve fresh beer on tap all summer long. You'll never go back. It was the best move I ever made. And to this day, it was like the second move I made in brewing. Mm-hmm. It's still the best move I've ever made. Absolutely. Everything else has been a fail. And they're only uh, getting more expensive. Oh, yeah. So For, get your kegs yeah, now. Do it, yeah. yeah, do it now. Well, yeah. So go to homebrewstuff.com. Check it out. There's a promotions button right there on the homepage. Uh, and click it, and you'll find all sorts of deals on how to upgrade to kegs in May. All right. Base Camp Brewing Company is in the studio with us. Uh, we got three of you in the studio, which is cool. You guys drove down from, from Oregon. We've got uh, Paul, the head brewer. It's great to be here. We've got Krister. And then we've got Ross, both on the uh, sales and, and distribution side, right? What's up, yes. Getting yeah. the, getting Thanks the beer for having out. us. Thank you for coming out. I got to meet you guys at uh, the Boonville Beer Festival. Yes, I remember that. You've been... <laughs> barely. <laughs> yeah. Even to... Like, uh, I was like, shit, when they get here, I, I hope I recognize them, because it was the Boonville Beer Festival. <laughs> um you guys have been on a, on a big road trip, though. Yeah, we uh, started off uh, last week, and we're making our way down to Oregon and uh, down here in California and keep on going south for a couple of days and uh, big loop around back up to Oregon, Washington, Canada. Yeah. Have you, has the Westie broken down at all on this trip yet? Uh, it's not wanting to start about 13 times, but... Uh, Wait, you do that? You just keep cranking on it? Yeah. And we kick it a couple times, too. <laughs> they respond well to kicking. <laughs> Park on a hill, I guess. They're, yeah. the, they're the best and the worst vehicle for, for long trips. They're great, you know, for they, they have everything you need and you can sleep. You're not staying in hotels, obviously, so you're saving money. Yeah, totally. We've been on the road and uh, sleeping in the most beautiful spots the West Coast has to offer. Yeah, sure. like Martinez. I can, yeah. Tell yeah. That you guys, <laughs> I can tell that you guys at least did like a wipe down this morning, so I thank you for that. <laughs> we, we luckily got a two showers in after Boonville. Nice. Yes. <laughs> 
That's a, two showers in one day. You need them. Yeah. You just take them right after each other. You turn off the water, you wait 10 minutes, and you shower again. Right. Yeah. You really need it. Well, Tasty, we had a good time at Boonville, yeah? I have a hell of a good time, man. And uh, a lot of good breweries there. Um, we camped with the Faction people, um, so we had some of their beer on tap. Um, we got to meet you fine folks there. Did you guys have any um, any favorites from, from the Beer Fest worth, worth talking about? I have trouble remembering, to be honest with you. Um, I had a really tasty ESB from Marin. Oh, from Marin? Yeah. Yeah, they make some really good beer over there. Uh, Arnie's a good brewer. Uh, society was there. You know, we love Society, and they brought four different beers. Every single one of them was pretty amazing. There was some bad beer. You know, mm. we tried some new breweries, and there was a couple that need a little help. That's too bad. We were looking for cider, too. Uh, you guys like cider? Yeah, totally. Um, we were looking for cideries because we want to carry cider at the tap house. We don't have wines, just craft beer. So, you know, chicks dig cider. So you got to mm-hmm. put something on tap. Tried like three different cideries. Two of them, out of the park. Fantastic. One of them, worst thing I ever drank in my life. <laughs> Spit it out right in front of him. On accident. I didn't mean to. Right. <laughs> Spit it out right in front of him. It means even more. And I just played off. Oh. I was like, oh, it <laughs> went down the wrong pipe. You know how you do that? And um, But overall, the experience was, was, was pretty good. Your first time to Boonville? That was actually our uh, second time getting down there. Okay. First one was sort of a shit show. Five months after we opened, it was like, eh, yeah, well, let's head down there. Let's go and, try it. Yeah, we planned a lot better this year for sure. Yeah, we, we sent kind of a haphazard group of five down um, a year ago and didn't really bring anything with us. And we, we had a great time, but uh, didn't represent the company as well as we did. Sure. This year. We actually brought food this time too, mm-hmm. which is a huge plus. That is a plus. Uh, good. <laughs> Eating is, is good. Yeah, it really helps. I ate three meals uh, this time and I never do that. I just I start drinking and then you're not hungry and then you know it the next day. I ate this time. <laughs> so that was good. How how long has Base Camp been around then? We're going on a year and a half. April 2nd of uh, 2013, we opened up the doors finally. Okay. Yeah. And how long were you guys planning uh, Base Camp before you got open? It was a couple years before that, and uh, it was actually these guys uh, who were the kind of the original uh, four, so you could answer that question. We know your uh, heartbreak with uh, thinking we're going to open a little early. We Yeah. I remember the summer before we uh, put up a sign, nice sign, base camp coming soon. Then it went through the winter and weather. And <laughs> like, uh, next summer, it was like, well, I guess Some we of the should take that like down. Were, like wiped off. Is <laughs> base camp coming? Base camp. <laughs> Soon at, is relative at anyway. At some point, yeah. we're going to be there. Yeah. And then yeah. we got thrown up on Google. It's like, yeah, they're open. Customers coming. It's like, well, this is where the tap room will be. Oh, <laughs> right. We got fermenters laying on their side. And, uh, yeah, not open. It was, it was about... Three and a half, three years of uh, construction and uh, planning and all that good stuff. Wow. We actually opened, yeah. Okay, so that really is a, a, a long timeline then to get it done. Totally. Uh, and part of the problem, too, is, you know, when you put up a sign and you tell people it's happening, It's this is the great thing about having a local brewery, and in our case, a local tap house, is that the community does get excited. Like, they just, they want you to open. But yeah. the questions never stop. When are you opening? When are you opening? When are you opening? We're, we're so lucky to be in a... Southeast Portland, right behind uh, the Buckman Kearns neighborhood, and we have this huge, great neighborhood right behind us. And there's a, a bunch of folks, foot traffic coming along the sides. It's like stepping in, like, "Hey, uh, I hear this brewery coming in here at some point." And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, at some point, at some point, right?" <laughs> Did you ever worry that like another brewery was going to open up right there? My brain does that. Like, Before I'm like, "Are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. someone's going to. Oh, if we don't do this soon, someone's going to open up right next door, and then it's all a waste." Well, at this point, now you just. 
assume that's going to happen. That, like, <laughs> well, there's Portland. another one on yeah. that block. Yeah. This is freaking Portland. Block, so. But how do you afford to to have a three year construction? I mean, that's tough to because you're not right? <laughs> right. That's really yeah. tough. You're not making money and you're spending money. And did you guys have a pretty big budget to do that? Or we have a lot of uh, loving friends and family. Okay, okay, yeah. helping out and investing in the company. Well, and I mean that was in the budget too. I, it was okay. Yeah, I mean. Having a year of being open and the whole yeah, deal. yeah. We, we I mean I worked I came out of a summer job and like like saving up money to move to make the big move to Portland and uh, you know trying to spend money wisely, drinking beer and uh, not eating right. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, we got lucky in a lot of ways and uh, yeah. I think the bottom line is, you know, when you're at that phase of the company, you're doing things as cheaply as you can and recruiting as many friends and family to help with the whole process as you can. And sure. Working long hours, you know, and just making kind of, you know, making everything work. You know, yeah. Because that, that's the only option. That's right. $5 pizzas go a long ways. Yeah. <laughs> We're part of the delays, uh, you know, things out of your hands, permitting and and the building needing to be uh, retrofitted, things like that. Totally, yeah. We uh, I think we were 268 days on a city permits and uh, about a year build out. That wow. I mean, we were we were going as as heavy handed as possible, like late night doing a bunch of stuff. But it was still at the end of the day, we had a this huge building that had like very little infrastructure that had to be built out in the way that uh, a brewery needs to be. So yeah, okay. But you liked the location, or you otherwise liked the building? I mean, why that spot? Yeah, we love the location. I mean, it's a neighborhood that a lot of us live in, you know, and it's it's kind of an up-and-coming neighborhood on the east side of the river in Portland, so it's just on the opposite side of downtown and a really kind of fun, lively, up-and-coming neighborhood, and we're, we're lucky to be there. Okay. Yeah, it's a, uh, I mean, biasly speaking, it's the best side, or the best little uh, sector of, of Portland right now. It's a, uh, we've got wineries, we've got coffee shops, we've got restaurants, food carts, it's a... Uh, do you have people on bicycles? Do people ride bicycles around oh, yeah. there? We, we've even got unicycles coming down the street. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Portland. Unicycle right. walking. Cycle. My yeah. favorite story about uh, Portland is uh, uh, our, our friends at Flattail. They were uh, they're in Corvallis and they were doing some sales or whatever in Portland. And uh, dude saw a guy walking his goat. You ever see the goat? You ever see goat people? Yeah, we've we, actually we've got a goat herd right down the street. Nice. We work with the some folks that they just I think they just got evicted to put in a. a supermarket or something but they had a yeah 13 14 goats in inner southeast i think i had been there i think i seen that goat herd i swear last time i was there someone was like you should go see the goats just like in the in like a residential yeah well sort of they're, they're a vacant block yeah yeah that's it it was a, yeah i was there unless there are multiple goat goat uh, herds there I, might be yeah. <laughs> it is portland yeah absolutely Wow, two hundred something days through the permit process well i guess i guess that makes sense sorry about the the I mean, you have dog parks yeah, when I go parks, maybe that's just park. what it is. And, yeah, you know, it's a run for go <clears throat> goat park. Thank you, JP. I was changing topics. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care at that point because it was really funny to me. Scott deals with our our permitting, and our permitting process was about about thirty days. And he's a maniac. You should hear him. He's flipping out all the time, and he can't understand it. And it, and his face turns red, <laughs> and and he's like, uh, was it four months? Four months. Yeah, but that one you didn't freak out about. It was the final approval one where they said we have thirty days to do this, and and every day we talk to Scott about it, and he just he can't fathom that that anything takes more than an hour to do, and he's flipping his lid. So I can just imagine. I don't think he would have lived through a two hundred something day process. Well, because I'm sure the city has nothing else to do. They're all just waiting idly by yeah. for your paperwork to come across. <laughs> oh, I have something to do now. Great, right. 
I'm sure if uh, Justin was down here, a few of these things would be (laughs) in ruins. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) So what made you decide to to even open a brewery? All all home brewers before? So Justin and I had been uh, both, you know, professional brewers for uh, kind of, I'd been in the industry about seven years before I came over with Basecamp. We all grew up together. Okay. um, And so had kind of a cumulative brewing past with Justin and I. And Justin, you know, this is Justin's uh, company to to start with. It's kind of his brain uh, brainchild. And, uh, you know, he kind of wanted to focus this, this company on, you know, one good beer, you know, focusing on lagers and then kind of bring in the outdoor industry as to kind of a part of the, you know, the the sense of the brand okay um and kind of from there you know we all just kind of organically got back together we're all childhood friends um it just so happens and so we all kind of re kind of established our friendships you know in our mid to late 20s to kind of build this thing together right and and then it happened oh you should enjoy it now because you yeah. won't be friends in another year or two yeah it's possible we made it the toughest time yeah exactly <laughs> you've <laughs> already been through all that yeah. <laughs> and paul head brewer what's your brewing background uh, so I, I uh, went to the Siebel Institute World Brewers Academy program and uh, did that and met some great people and drank a lot of good beers. Is that and the then, one that sends you to Germany? Yeah, it yeah, is. Just okay. about uh, yeah, two months in Chicago and two months in Munich, Germany. Roughly. Nice. Okay. Um, and then came back home to Portland and kind of kicked around a lot of resumes and wound up at Rogue for about a year and worked there with John. Not uh, a bad place to end up. No, not at all. Yeah, it was, it was great there, kind of learning from him. And then uh, did pretty much all I could do in uh, Newport, kind of as a you know young man, and I uh, was ready to come back to Portland when Bridgeport gave me a call, and I spent about five years there uh, with. with I Jeff also Edith, like that brewery quite Jeff a bit. Jeff Bridgeport, and okay, and then uh, you know I was kind of ready for the next challenge in my professional career, and uh, got back in touch with Justin and these guys, and uh, came on over uh, about two years ago. Got it. So the brewery, the concept, it sounds like is is lager based. Only lagers? No, no. Oh, okay. uh, we're we're kind of lager first, but okay. not not at all. We we like to kind of uh, explore all of the uh, the brewing histories and kind of try to put our own stamp on historical styles. Okay. Well, I think an example we can start with is the beer in our glass now, which is a rye pills. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that beer. Seventeen uh, percent rye malt in this, and uh, yeah, we kind of use rye malt to play off some uh, some Northwest noble type hops. To kind of add a varying layers of spiciness to a, a pretty assertive, uh, pretty you know over the top bitter from historical pill standards. Yeah. Um, but you know, kind of finishing clean um, and nonetheless, you know, a nice clean lager beer. I like this beer quite a bit, and I think that the rye it does help you balance out the bit. Even though you're adding more hops to yeah. go a little more bitter, it's a pretty nice balance. In it's there. kind of a fun play because we kind of you know add more of the same character to uh, to actually balance something out. So that, you know we get the spicy hop character and the spicy rye character, and it kind of play together to make them both kind of balance in a weird way. So is it only Pilsner malt and rye malt? A uh, little Dextra Pils, but yep. Okay, got it. And what about yeast? What kind of yeast do you like? Uh, we use our, our house lager yeast, which is a, of Czechoslovakian origin. It's a Czech Pils uh, strain that we uh, have, have used in our, our house okay. know, since the beginning. You like this beer, Tasty? Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of rye beers. I didn't, I like it's, I didn't it's, used to be. It's nice and big. I think it's uh, 5.7%. Yeah. Really good. That's where I like my flavor. Pils. Big. Get one one twenty two ounce bottle of yours, and everybody's fine. <laughs> that's the yeah, idea. It really, yeah, really, uh, stays cold. Man, that's great. Great packaging. So, out of uh, how many beers do you have in your in your lineup? Uh, right now, we have what thirteen beers on tap in the tap room. We have uh, four, and how many are lagers? Uh, we have four core beers. Uh, of those, three are lagers. Okay, um, and. Gosh, uh, over I think twelve beers in the tap room right now. I think about eight or nine are lagers. Yeah. So you know, I mean, that, that's a pretty indicative uh, mm-hmm. kind of survey sample of what mm-hmm. we do. Yeah, um, we we definitely do a lot of ales, and we're working with a couple, actually three different yeast strains right now. 
Um, but we have basically our house ale and house lager, and occasionally we bring in a Belgian yeast strain to uh, toy around with for a while. Okay. In our uh, first year and a half, we probably went through about 40 different beers. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, a lot of one-offs, but... Uh, what size is the system that allows you to do that? We knock out about 25 barrels, but we, you know, we can tone that down to 20 barrels if we uh, want to restrain for one release. But yeah, we, we pretty much knock out about 25 barrels per brew. So you guys must be moving a lot of beer to to have that many different varieties, but be brewing tw- at least twenty barrels at a time. Yeah, we're uh, we're rocking right along. It's good. Uh, it's been a a fun last year and a half, and we've seen obviously record months time and time again, and uh, just keep on going. Yeah, it's cool to be growing every month for sure. You know, and we're we're doing something right if that happens. Yeah. Now, do you have a tap room, or do you just uh, and Otherwise, yeah. it's what uh, any bottling going outside or just uh, cakes? Yeah, we've got a we've got a tap room um, out front, about a hundred person capacity mm-hmm. in the tap room, um, and then we've got a patio that we just expanded out for about another hundred people. Um, and we have a distribution set up through parts of California, Oregon, Washington, British Columbia, and uh, Vermont. Are you guys in Northern California here? We are. Yeah, we're uh, up in Mount Shasta area, uh, South Bay, and Tahoe. Okay, <laughs> so Not we're. Kind of the uh, the philosophy behind the distribution is we're sending beer places that we want to go, right? Um, and so, <laughs> except like, for the South Bay, <laughs> uh, Santa Cruz is down there. It's good stuff. Oh, Santa Cruz will work. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that. Um, and Best so, yeah, some cool spots to get there, though. Yeah, yeah so we we've been cruising down, like you said earlier. We just uh, jumped in the Westie uh, last week and been cruising down Oregon, California, and uh, just doing different events all throughout the uh, the area. Okay. Do you guys have more fermenters than than maybe an, a normal air, ale brewery so that you can do this? Not really. Uh, so we have uh, five primary fermenters and four lager tanks. Um, okay. So we're you know we we have to be pretty creative to to move beers through the system in order to do what we do for yeah. sure. Um, and we we do some interesting uh, cellar techniques with our lagers too that I you know love to get into. Um, that so kind of makes. I'd like to hear about it, man. Yeah. Well, yes. Let's do this. Yeah. I want to do that, too. Let's take a break. Okay. Uh, i got to take care of some commercials. We'll take a break. I would love to talk lager techniques. Uh, Tasty uh, has his own uh, tips and tricks on lager, so it'll be fun to compare some notes. Cool. Yeah, that sounds great. All right, let's do that. we got Basecamp Brewing in the studio with us. We're going to try some more beer. You can go to BasecampBrewingCo.com, BasecampBrewingCo.com, and check them out. we got events uh, happening uh, on your trip. I know you're doing something tomorrow, so we'll talk about that when we come back, too, and make sure everybody knows where they can go find Basecamp. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. for home brewing enthusiasts and anyone passionate about craft beer. Each new issue is full of inspiration, recipes, and techniques for home brewing, cooking and pairing food with beer, and features from craft brewers and the world of craft beer. More than 120 full-color pages of content, quarterly releases, and annual specials. Get practical advice from brewing experts, equipment reviews, great interviews, and much, much more. There's a new craft beer magazine available right now. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine on newsstands now. Visit www.beerandbrewing.com. Subscribe now and get your limited edition bottle opener free today. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine, the new word in craft beer and brewing. 
for putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states. Plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Hey guys, JP here from the Brewing Network. On the show, you've heard us talk about the importance of using the right malts and the freshest ingredients possible when brewing up a batch of beer. As a BJCP judge, I am always impressed when brewers make European beer styles and choose the proper base malts, something that really comes through in the finished product. BSG supplies your favorite local shop with malt from maltsters like Weyermann and Rar. These malts are the real deal for the most authentic beers possible. BSG, Brewers Supply Group, is the source for quality malts. Crisp, Simpsons, and Patagonia are more of the amazing maltsters BSG brings to you. From pilsers to porters, use the right malts for every style of beer with malt from BSG. BSG, quality malt for a quality beer. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. New items include the Big Oxygen Kit for economical wart aeration using common welding oxygen tanks and the Unistat line of external thermostats for easy control of both electric heaters and refrigerators. In addition, They've just mashed their new oatmeal stout malt extract. So you can make those tasty winter oatmeal stouts and porters without mashing. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Marquis, stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. 
You will. What's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Got Base Camp Brewing Company in the studio with us. I want to remind you about uh, the all-new wireless her- hydrometer and thermometer uh, coming out called the Brewometer. The Brewometer. It's being funded on Kickstarter right now. It's pretty badass. It's a little device that essentially floats in your carboy. Uh, it connects uh, via Bluetooth to uh, your your smart devices, and it kind of floats sideways, and based on the angle of the float, it'll actually give you uh, the gravity of your beer. It'll give you the temperature of your beer, so you can monitor fermentation. It'll give you a whole readout of how fermentation is going when it does that. And you never have to, I think the real point being is you don't have to pop open the top of your carboy um, to get back in there and take a sample out, so less chance of contamination as it's all sealed up. Or if you use a conical like me and you're really stingy with your beer, I don't even like taking samples out of the port because I feel like that's a couple that's just, ounces of beer every time. Right. And by the after I've sampled it several times, that's a whole pint yeah. that I'm missing uh, that I won't drink as a finished beer. And you don't have to keep taking samples this way. That's great. You can go over to kickstarter.com and search for the Brewometer. Uh, it's easy uh, easy to use and sends data to your iOS or Android uh, device. Kickstarter.com, search Brewometer and check it out. Paul, I think I found your next uh, birthday present right there. Yeah, I, I want to put those in our tanks. That sounds pretty damn cool. It's pretty sweet, right? Yeah. You could just—I mean, even though you'd probably still like as a pro, you're still going to take samples. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll take it them daily. It would be but, nice you know, to I monitor can wake up at night, and you know, if yeah, I'm having right. a little uh, panic about some fermentation, I'll know. Absolutely. Well, the logging method right. I use for loggers is based on uh, what a certain percent of uh, final gravity. So right. I got to know what it is. I when I make beer that way, mm-hmm. I have to take a sample every day. Yeah. You know? Or if you have some catastrophic equipment failure. You see yeah. the temperature start rising on your beer. Yeah. You could use that to be 24-hour notice. Need a little alarm to go yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. Really? Well, well, middle of the night. you snooze yeah. and you're still screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I can Oh. All of you. <laughs> so everyone, Scott's saying everyone should go make a, da- a donation because yeah. it is still being funded so that we can actually get this thing in our hand. Um, all right. So let's talk lager techniques. Uh, it sounds like you have to do some creative things to make it happen over there. Yeah. I mean, we kind of, uh, you know, we, we had, uh, because of that whole permitting issue, it gave us a lot of time to kind of mess around with our recipes on the pilot system and really uh, dial them in. And uh, what we came along with kind of um, with our, our lager beers was kind of this fun uh, little uh, lagering technique that we like to use, which is kind of, it's basically a bulk croisoning technique. Um, that, but we do that at the beginning of the lagering phase as opposed to at packaging. <laughs> Um, so what we do is we add a small percentage of, you know, actively fermenting beer within 24 hours of pitching the wort. We'll add that to the finished beer um, at the beginning of the lagering phase and thereby creating some natural carbonation that carries through to the finished product, of course. Um, but more importantly, adding some healthy, active, viable lager yeast in at the beginning of our lagering phase and then slowly cool that tank down from there to a, a, a temperature above what most breweries do is kind of a cold conditioning lagering. Okay. Um, so it ensures that, you know, again, that we have that, you know, healthy interaction of lager yeast in beer, albeit slowly, but, you know, not a just a, a crash cold conditioning phase, but we have kind of a true lagering phase. 
um, knowing that our lager yeast is active on the beer throughout the whole phase. Wow. Um, so it kind of, uh, you know, it just ensures that we have, um, you know, amplifies and kind of accentuates our lager character um, through that, the, the use of that technique. So let me make sure I understand this. And Tasty, you, you should help me too. <laughs> when you say lagering phase, to me, that means you're, you still have your, your normal, your primary fermentation, all right, at a lager temperature, of course, but then you right. transfer it over to a vessel where it sits cold. Correct. But you're typically not doing that until you've reached terminal gravity. Is that is that about a traditional way to do it, or That's I have correct. that wrong? Yeah. So you're absolutely. saying that you would transfer to that lagering phase before you've reached terminal gravity? No. So we'll reach no. terminal gravity in the original beer, in the, in the, the okay. main beer, and then we'll transfer that beer to its lagering uh, vessel, and then we'll add in a small portion of actively fermenting fresh beer that was brewed the day before. Um, so that, you know, by that you know small addition, of course, the gravity of the will jump a little. Will jump a little, which you know then ferments out. But then that lagering, you know, lager yeast through the fermentation of the residual uh, fermentables, yeah, um, you know, ensures again that we have that active, healthy lager yeast to both create that natural carbonation through uh, the fermentation okay. of the residuals, but also to interact with the beer, ensure reduction of diacetyl, and do some other kind of, um, you know, more uh, subtle techniques um, of cleaning it up, sulfur, and, and exactly kind of refining and uh, and clarifying the flavor and. And the beer itself. Um, it's an interesting technique. It's it, like I said, something we just kind of stumbled upon, and it worked really well. And we decided to uh, to run with it. What do you think of that, Tasty? It sounds great. Uh, you're basically taking the uh, the beer at a point where the only yeast it has in it are those that are kind of tired and worn out, mm-hmm. adding in some friends that are ready to rock and roll. So yeah, exactly. And it so probably shortens the lagering phase by quite a bit. It I does. Think. Yeah. I mean, it, it you know it, it allows us to do a lot of things with the beers from that point. You know, I mean. It allows us to still kind of give a cold conditioning phase to any beers that need it, any kind of yeah. higher gravity beers. But yeah, it does for the you know more straightforward lower gravity lagers to absolutely cut the the lagering phase a little short because the lagering phase is done so it's quickly done. because the the healthy active yeast has done the job faster. Sure. Are you sort of you were saying that that's done at a little bit warmer temperature than would be typical for a lagering? It's it's done above thirty two degrees. You know the the temperature right. itself is is proprietary, but yeah, we okay. uh, we we do it at a temperature where that lager yeast is still active. Right. Um, you know, so it's between thirty two degrees, of course, and the 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 temperature of our yeast in primary fermentation between thirty two and one hundred and thirty two. <laughs> it's very proprietary. Between zero Kelvin and <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. And it probably uh, the yeast that you use is probably a dependent variable in that temperature as well. Absolutely, I mean, with, you know, with any lager brewing, of course, the the lager yeast itself, or with any brewing period, the yeast itself is kind of the you know right. the the most dependent variable in fermentation and conditioning. Right. And but you're using you, uh, a bo- a pills yeast, or, uh, or, a, a check so pills uh, of check. origin, yep. Great. But you add the the coisin at fermentation temp before you start knocking. Slightly knocking lower down. than our primary fermentation temp, oh, okay. but uh, negligibly so. Okay. And then you go ahead and, and you do still crash it down from there. Uh, so we, we cool it down to its lagering temperature, which is warmer than its crash temperature. Okay. And then after the lagering phase is do- over, we'll crash that down to 32 degrees okay. and hold it indefinitely until packaging time. Was it difficult to uh, figure out how much of this unfinished beer, this fermenting beer, to add, you know, to get this process down? It was. And again, that's kind of one of the, the blessings of having 200 and however many days of, uh, of you know, permitting, uh, you know, time to deal with. Yeah. yeah. So it, it gave us a lot of time to, to toy around with these kind of things and yeah it, it took uh you know a, tr- a process of trial and error for sure but what were you doing the experiment 
experimentation on? Were you doing it on the brew house? Did you have the brew house in there? Or that, was it was the, that was the pilot brewery. Yeah, the, the original pilot brewery, which was a, basically an old kegs converted. But uh, Justin, our, our owner and one of our other brewers, um, modified that with some electric burners. So it was a pretty uh, highly controlled okay keg rim system but basically a half barrel homebrew system Mm -hmm. okay good so you did it's not like you were making 20 i mean no i would think that the neighborhood was getting a lot of free beer if you're if you had we were drinking well but yeah you know yeah it it wasn't a crazy amount of beer that we were producing at that time it seems like it'd be hard to over pitch but did you do you when you do like a soup were you doing cell counts now to see how much to absolutely yeah we uh, and actually our third brewer uh currently in there austinine we uh we kind of stole him from pyramid and he was a lab manager over there um so yeah he's kind of uh, gotten our qc program going and you know we all know the basics from brewing school but he was really able to to step in immediately and kind of institute um, things like our cell counts and our our lab platings microbiological platings Mm -hmm. and things like that that we're doing which we're really proud of because i I think a lot of breweries of our age and size aren't you know doing these things so it's cool to it 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 makes it a lot easier for us to sleep at night knowing that yeah that we have these going on so you're doing a measured pitch for your your Croizen edition. Absolutely, yeah. Well, um, we're doing a percentage of actively fermenting beer for the Croizen edition. For all oh, of our okay. our primary pitches, we're doing a measured a pitch. Measured pitch. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean the the, you know, it's virtually a measured Croizen edition because the primary pitch is measured yeah. and it's done. You know, mm-hmm. at between eighteen and twenty six hours or so of actively fermenting beer. So it's. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a negligible amount um, of difference variance either way uh, on the actual cell count going into the lagering phase. Mm-hmm. So how much have you shortened your time to, to put out a, a lager? Um, I mean, it's it's hard to say, really. I mean, you know, with lager beers, obviously, you're you're tasting and it's ready when it's ready. Yeah. Um, so it's really impossible to say how we've shortened the process. And we st- that's still what we do, of course, is, you know, taste and taste. <clears throat> and when it's ready, it's sure. ready. Um, so I, you know, it's a hard, I can't really answer that. But question. some be, other, I don't, it doesn't sound like you'd go through the trouble if there wasn't some benefit. Obviously the cleaning of the beer is a benefit, but it sounds like it cleans it a little faster. So if your yeah. average lager time, if your average brewery is putting out lagers in six to eight weeks, I mean, if I had to guess, I mean, I'd say a week to two weeks, depending on the beer, but yeah. you know, again, yeah, it's just, you know, it, that's a lot it, of time for a pro. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it, it definitely, uh, frees up our capacity and, uh, and lets us do a lot of more fun things both with the loggers and with you know the ales because we have free uh more free tank space that way sure do you guys have to filter with the compressed loggering time um we're kind of anti-filtering on a philosophical level uh you know we 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 believe in uh you know we we create you know spend a lot of time creating those flavors that are in the beer and we don't want to risk stripping any of them out and if the beer has a little bit of a haze to it you know we uh we're okay with that um you know we we definitely it spends enough time in the lagering tanks and our ales we crash them and you know ensure that they're as, as clear as possible and you know ensure that our consistency is fine there yeah um, but we don't want to strip any flavors out of our beer first and foremost no finings either no no nothing no i mean we add you know st- kettle findings but no uh, no cellar findings okay Jesus didn't like filters anyway. No, absolutely. That's what we think. <laughs> right, Bevo? I think I, I think I read that somewhere. In his kettle, he just he was only for kettle findings. Yeah. Everything else is fucking bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I read that somewhere. So I've got a wit beer in my glass, right? The yeah. That's correct. Our our take on a wit beer, yeah. Lost Meridian Wit. Tell us about this beer. Uh, so this uses our house ale yeast, so one of our ales, um, and we uh, kind of t- we've been messing around with this uh, really awesome new hop out of Oregon. We've got uh, about ninety. 95% of our hops coming out of the, the, the farms in Oregon now. And this is a great example of uh, one of the great new aroma varieties, um, the Meridian variety, which we get uh, from one of our purveyors up there. Um, and we use it to kind of emulate the coriander and orange peel spice. So you still kind of get to the same place, and it kind of has a, a, a very unique kind of champagne mimosa-like character with the kind of the dry wit beer style with kind of some orange uh, citrus kind of character going on. But it's yeah. all... 
All wit beer and dry hops. Together. So nothing, none of the spices. No, no orange spices. peel, nothing. Right. It is more subtle than mm-hmm. had you added the spices, right? right. right? Like it's definitely yeah. not. Like I'm glad you said it, it's no. our take on a wit. So certainly, but you're right. It has a great orange flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure about the, the coriander is the one that that's I'm not getting much that's missing. No. But that's the strong one as a spice, right? <clears throat> sure. Absolutely. So that would be hard to emulate with the. But I do like this hop. I, I could. It's a really great hop. We've uh, done a whole kind of line of beers actually uh, experimenting with this hop. The Meridian Expedition, we called it. Uh, but this is, I think, our fifth or sixth beer along those lines. We've actually also got a uh, Cascadia Dark Lager um, that's, that utilizes this hop exclusively as the uh, flavor and aroma hop. And it's it's a really fun hop. Is that the same as an IPA, but it's black? Pretty much. But ours is a lager. <laughs> Just so we have another, another Oh, yours is a lager. That's right. Yeah. Cascadia Dark Lager. Okay, I missed that part. It's a Pilsner, but it's an ale. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Uh, I like this wit because I'm not. I'm actually not a big fan of the coriander and the spices. So yeah. this yeah. is one that I would yeah. take with me. Uh, you know, I go hiking all the time. Right, right, JP. Yeah, I can tell. I would. Take, <laughs> I would definitely take this one with me. Yeah, the coriander is a little rough on my palate, so I like your your decision here to get it up. It is there. very good. I also think this hop would just go great in a in a pretty standard uh, pale ale. It, it does, yeah, and it, there's, there's been some breweries around that have up in Portland that have done that. And yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a really great hop, and it's this it's in its second crop year this year, so we're looking forward to doing a lot more beers with this hop and, and using it in uh in both blends with other hops to get kind of the characters that it has in a more complex format and continuing the uh, Meridian Expedition like we've been doing. Yeah, well, Paul, there's nothing about this in what you told us about this beer that would make it cloudy. Uh, How did you do this? Uh, it's got a I think about thirty percent um, unmalted wheat. Uh, about five percent unmalted oats and about ten percent uh, wheat malt. Those are through the recipe, not the yeast. Correct. Yeah, that doesn't take it out. Right. Mm. Okay. Nice. Hey, just you, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I want to go back to the lab real quick, and I mostly want to give you kudos that I can taste it in the beer. Um, Thank you. And I want. Did you guys go to the craft brewers conference this year? Unfortunately, not. We're uh, we're hoping to free up more time in the the coming years, but we're still kind of uh, under the throes of being the startup company, so we're we're pretty strapped for sure. time. But yeah, we will be there next. Yeah, year. Yeah, we will sure. be there next year because it, <laughs> it's in our home city of Portland, Oregon. Well, I only bring it up because I, I think that that Paul Gatza during the opening reception spent some time talking about all the new breweries that are opening up, right? And there's just you know there's a, a million of them, but he was kind of sticking it to brewers by saying, "Look, guys, you you got to pay attention to quality control." You got to do the lab work. You got to figure out, you know, the the real science behind the beer because it's going to hurt the whole industry. Uh, it's happened before, and if a lot of breweries open up and they don't pay attention to the QC side of things, and you can, you can taste it. I tasted some this weekend, um, and I just I like that you guys, even as a young company and on a on a small budget, are paying attention to the QC side, and I think that's the point that Gatza was making. Yeah, I mean, you know, for us, it's a, it's both a consistency issue and a you know, it's a fun issue. I mean, you know, that's kind of the fun thing about beer for us. You know, sure. we, we want to uh, know everything about our beer and really, you know, um, really be adventurous about exploring, you know, all facets of our beer. And, you know, so knowing the, you know, the, the point at which it's at in day two of fermentation and the, the point at which it's at in month six in the bottle, you know, I mean, we want to know everything we can about each of our beers. And that, yeah. that's what's fun to us, you know. I think if you didn't have the formal education... I think this is maybe the curve, is that a lot of brewers, and, and I don't think you always have to have formal education, but if you're starting up as a brewer and you haven't had that, that real science side of it, it's you're kind of sl- slower to get there. You know, you get the beer made, you start making good recipes, and then you figure out the other stuff later. But you have a very formal education, so you, you kind of went right to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, like all of us, uh, the, the three of us current brewers, um, you know, have all, we're home brewers first, and then, you know, had our 
our educations, our formal educations from there. Justin, our, our owner, went to the Oregon State uh, Brewer's Science Program, okay. fermentation science program, and so did Austin, our lab manager. Got it. So I'm a, I'm a Siebel grad, and, and, and I'm also an Oregon grad, so we have Huge a huge rivalry. State, uh, stuff <laughs> right. there, but they're both Oregon State guys. <laughs> um, so we all have you know our, our home brewing kind of passion and our formal background, so I think that's kind of what ties us all together in both. Um, really kind of prioritizing brewing new styles and being adventurous in the artistic side of things and really having fun in the lab. Yeah. That shows. It's clean beer. Tastes really great. Thank you. Yeah, I'm liking it. Tasty, did you have more questions on well, the beer? I did have one more thing on lagering, and this yeah. is more of it just for my personal information. Uh, what if, for instance, in the last, day, uh, say, 10% of primary fermentation, you you let the uh, the beer rise to a like a much more ale-like sort of temperature? Mm-hmm. Would that as well uh, clean up the beer faster? And if in doing so, would it put off flavors that, that you say that might affect the beer? It, I, I mean, again, that depends on the lager yeast. I mean, mm-hmm. that you know that you're describing a diastole rest kind of um, procedure, um, which will certainly scrub out diastole. But depending on the yeast, it might give off more sulfur flavors. It might do some other funky things. Yeah. Um, and it's really you know yeast strain dependent and depends mm-hmm. on what you're trying to to do in the final beer and. Um, you know, th- those are the kind of things that you can't really answer. It only, you know, that's what's fun about beer is that you have right. to brew that and try those things and see how it comes out. You know? Exactly. How quickly do you change the temperature from fermentation temp to lager? Uh, we move it down pretty slowly uh, over the course of about three days. Oh, okay. Okay. Where'd you guys get your brew house from? Did you get a brand new brew house from somewhere? Did you uh, used? What'd you do? Uh, Nicolet Brewing Company out of Florence, Wisconsin. We uh, drove out there... Three years ago, and uh, put it, it on up. top of the Westie. <laughs> <laughs> there was a uh, four semis. We uh, we we picked up an entire brew house. I don't think uh, the Westie would have survived that. No, it was. Uh, <laughs> I can barely make it to California. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, you guys drove out and picked it up. You didn't just hire a trucking company to do it. Yeah. So we, uh, our Justin was looking around for breweries, and I uh, found a one on Pro Brewer. Yeah. And so went out and looked at it, and one spring break I was like, all right. We're going to drive out there. We took a truck and a trailer and got in there, set up a big elk tent right outside and walked in, full functioning brewery, and uh, said, all right, we got to cut this apart in two days. The semis are going to be here. So Wow. At this we- point, I had no idea like what we were like, really being brought in for. It was like, hey, you want to start a brewery? It's like, all right, yeah, let's do this. And then, like we, we show up in Wisconsin, and there's a, I don't know, maybe yeah. like, 7,000 square foot building with like full uh, operation. We're like, all right, the trucks are coming in two days. So, wow. Hurry up. Yeah, so, hey, Rod, here's your <laughs> torch. Go. Yeah. Amazing. What were they just putting in an upgraded brew house or going out of business or what? Uh, they unfortunately went, uh, they went to Funk. Um, okay. And, but the, uh, the brew house came from New Glarus previous to that and they were uh, obviously upgrading. They did not, you know, so yeah. they were, they, um, and they were a uh, lager brewery out of uh, northern Wisconsin. Um, okay, are you guys happy w- with the system? I've heard both. Uh, I've heard both sides of the story with you systems. Like some people, it fits perfect, and others, it's the biggest piece of shit they ever got, and they didn't know it. <laughs> with us, I, it's been fantastic, honestly. And the, I mean, everything we got from them, from the the two vessels in the brew house to the lagering tanks, really just uh, kind of fit into our building so well. It really uh, is magical, kind of the building we. Um, had with the you know idea of the brew house so it allowed us to do a gravity fed system so we're purely gravity fed from the mash tun to the kettle we pump okay. it into the whirlpool um, that's kind of a, a philosophical thing as well we prefer to you know move wort and then beer with you know as as little pump power as possible both from a 
a sustainability standpoint, but mostly from a, a quality standpoint. We don't want to beat up the beer and knock out too too many proteins. Okay. Um, and also, I mean, from a really from a space use, uh, it allows us to do the the whole lagering cellar underneath our mezzanine. So we have a, a mezzanine kind of that splits up our lagering cellar and upstairs our uh, our, our grain um, storage as well as our, our malt room. Got it. And so it really allows us to kind of you know add about a third of the space to the brewery that we wouldn't otherwise have if our okay. lagering tanks didn't fit underneath that mezzanine. So and and they fit under the beam by about what a half inch. We we measured the, the lagering <laughs> vessels probably. 40, 50 times before we moved them under, like taking bets on whether it actually fit or not. <laughs> yeah. We were like talking about like if they did not fit, we were going to have to like tear apart the mezzanine and like crane them under. And then when it came down to it, we had the uh, the floor drains and like those really saved us. We dropped the, the casters down. It was like we're all pushing the uh, the 60 barrel uh, lagering vessels under and they were like, they missed by wow. less than a quarter of an inch. It wow. was like incredible. <laughs> So both from a brewing standpoint and from the way it fits into our building, the system's been amazing, and it's been kind of part of the the magical ride of you know what we've been been uh, undertaking the last few years. Yeah, you guys don't have a lot of gray hair for for what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, I don't have much hair at all. That's, so okay. that's why I'm wearing a hat. Because I'm trying to relate to this with this. You know, we we've made some of the same mistakes and had to measure a lot of things. And I'm telling you, I stress the fuck out about it. And I literally, I wake up the next day and there's a hundred more gray hairs. But you guys look pretty pretty healthy. You guys must have a better method of dealing with shit i think just like you guys we you'd swallow it and you wake up the next day and go, go tackle it and go back to work laugh it st- off and uh, call it good yeah assume that you're gonna get it done and have the drive so that's kind of where we're at right now well the beer's great uh you guys are doing a good job the the packaging is great so i'm sure it looks awesome on the shelf well, we've been talking about this you have these you know 22 ounce aluminum bottles can you did you have to buy a special bottling system just to to, to be able to package in these <laughs> Uh, yeah, we did. We, uh, to my knowledge, it may be the only um, one in the world. Uh, we oh, got wow. uh, Dave Mahin out of Pasco, Washington. He uh, he built this, and oddly enough, he graduated college from our hometown in Columbus Falls, Oregon, okay. out of the mechanical engineering program, and uh, went into uh, making bottling lines and and. Yeah, we got the the custom built uh, bottling line. So it's not the standard old Mahine that everyone uses. Uh, all, all the startup breweries, he had to make it for these bottles. That's right. Yeah. The parameters are slightly different, both on height and width. Yeah, so you know, it's a six head filler. Um, operates more or less the same, but fits our bottle size. Yeah. And other than how awesome they look, was there were there other factors in deciding to use this package? Absolutely. Yeah, to- Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Russ. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so I mean, first and foremost, it's the the best thing possible for the beer. There's uh, no light infiltration. Um, we can uh, counter pressure fill it much like a bottle, and then uh, it it really fits into like our company dyma- dynamic and as way well as you can throw it in your pack and uh, not worry about it breaking because you know there's nothing worse than like seven miles into a hike and you throw your pack down, and you're tired and you like shatter your beer that you've yeah. been saving for the summit. So I hate that shit so much, <laughs> yeah. dude. Oh, and it always happens at seven miles. No, I mean hiking. Oh. I hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we, you know, we like to do a lot of outdoorsy things. So whether it's, you know, toss them in the, the pack in, in our golf bag, you know, to go hit the links or, you know, go to the, the mountain to, you know, some of them are more exerting than others, but we we just like being kind of outdoors and want to enjoy our beers outdoors. What yeah, about the, the the dangers and pitfalls of walking to your fridge and back to the couch? Yeah, like this you, you would could, totally solve that issue. I tripped Absolutely. last night. You could yeah. totally stumble your over your left foot and it would be safe. <laughs> and it would totally Dude, safe. I can't tell you how many cans I've dented. This wouldn't dent at all. This is amazing. They're they're Very such rigid. awesome yeah. bottles. I've never seen I've never seen another brewery using them. I've seen yeah. the little ones. You you, know. you can uh, we we've 
uh, test them. You can throw them against a concrete wall. I, I wouldn't recommend it for just anybody, but you can throw them across against a, uh, <laughs> a concrete wall. Throw one at yeah. Beardy and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his head is pretty thick. Disappear into the beard. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> I kind of want to go throw these outside now. Yeah, just start winging them at Martians. At, at the homeless Martian guy. Sam's downstairs. Maybe I can throw it at Sam. They have recycling value because of the aluminum, so I don't yeah. think the Martians would mind. The the really great thing about them too is the uh, the after beer uses for them, like. You can uh, homebrew it into them. Um, we've also seen some uh, bike fenders been made out of them. Really? Uh, backpacking bike stoves. Backpacking you are in Portland. Stoves. Yeah, totally. I'm going to make this into a... Uh, a bong. Yeah. I'm going to make a great bong. I'm actually going to take this... I'm going to deconstruct <laughs> totally. this and make it into a chain for my bike. Uh, unfortunately, no one sent us a bong just yet, but... Oh, it's got soon. it. Tasty, I'll have it in two oh, hours. Got <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a nice pick? <laughs> <laughs> Old school. All right, guys. Yeah, who has an ice pick? Yeah. Well, we got more to do, and we have more of your old, beer to drink, old. so I hope you yeah. want to stick around, but we got to do Absolutely. some beer news and some other things. I want to thank you for making the trek down here. Uh, you got another event coming up, what, tomorrow? Yeah, we're uh, we're down at uh, Stein's Beer Garden in uh, Mountain View tomorrow night at 5 o'clock. Okay. Oh, we got a lot of people actually down at Mountain View. Yep. Yeah. All right, so do that. And any other and events for the week? June, we'll be up in uh, Vancouver for Craft Beer Fest at uh, the Portland... Uh, Come on. <laughs> Portland Craft Beer there, and then uh, doing the big Vancouver... Uh, Wait, you're talking OBF in Portland? Like the big, no, big no, one? Up, no, 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 up in uh, Vancouver. Be... Oh. Vancouver Beer June. Week up yeah. there. Yeah. Got it. I went to Vancouver once in the Westie. Made it there yeah. and back. Wow. All yeah. The way. You know what I did? <laughs> oh, what an idiot. <laughs> so I got... We did a show from there at uh, Steamworks, I think it was. JP, you hosted there. it back here. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. I forget. It must have been really good, though. I think it's called Steamworks. <laughs> and we got really drunk true. with the brewers and the staff and had a really good night. And I think we woke up still a little drunk. And I get in the Westie and, and you know brush my teeth and go driving down the road. And I drive about 10 blocks. And we're just about to get on the freeway. And uh, there's a construction crew working on the side of the road. And they, they just look at me and they shake their head and they go... Dude, your top's up. <laughs> and I drove eight blocks with the top up. I was about Thought to get to. on the freeway, which you know would have been disastrous. Yeah. All right. About to do I've done that before. Oh, thank God! <laughs> so, <laughs> Nobody else has ever admitted. <laughs> I was in Ben one time, and I was uh, recovering from a, a night, and I was I went on the highway, actually. like I, I, I cruised through the woods, <laughs> oh, and I was like, I was going to go, and I was going downhill. The only time I can ever get above 55. I was going downhill <laughs> in yeah. third gear, pedal to the metal, and I'm just like, why is this thing not going any faster? Oh, no. <laughs> and then just about that time, I look up, and I'm like, oh, you Stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely have never felt so stupid, and I've done a lot of stupid things, but that one, I just thought... Well, you, you know, the, the morning after drinking, it's, uh, it's tough. You know, we all know it's a tough time. How did I get through the whole city, though, with nobody, like, either pointing or laughing or honking? They all just were like... <laughs> people yeah. sleeping up there. What do you that mean? Guy. I thought Canadians were supposed to be polite. Yeah, it's not like a bunch of dicks. No, me. it was just this construction guy, and, and he just had a look on his face like, you're an idiot. Well, you they always up? blame it on the, the stoners. Like you know, it's, it's never the booze. It's like oh, those fucking stoners. Yeah, and they definitely. Uh, that's pretty much what they thought about. Stoners that. do get a lot of flack for stupid decisions. Yeah. Um, all right. Any other events we need to make sure people know about before we uh, take a break here? 
Okay, we got things covered. If we missed anything, you can definitely go to BasecampBrewingCo.com. BasecampBrewingCo.com. You can see uh, the beer list down there. You can find out where to find them in, in Portland. Um, go check it out. Nice website, too. You guys are good at marketing. How about a, can, we, can we plug our uh, our app right now? Hell no. Yeah. Oh. So this is kind of a, a new thing for us, but we are uh, we got a, an app rolling. It's uh, myapp.is slash Basecamp. Okay. We've, uh, it's kind of like our new, we're, we're working it out, and it's, uh, it's our new direction to pass on information as uh, seamlessly as we possibly can to the end consumer. And uh, Cool. So what kind of information is on there, like beer releases and yeah. where to find it? How to break your Westie. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. All of our... All of our Put your top down, idiot. <laughs> over and over, over again. again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, we got all of our, our new beers on there. Um, you can look at them. You can see like all their vital stats. You can see like a little write-up about them. And then uh, we're working towards uh, events and all that other stuff. That is okay. cool because otherwise, if you want to, if you're sitting around drinking and you want details on a beer, you usually have to scroll up like rate beer or whatever. But yeah, if you yeah. have your own, so, it's a lot faster. Is that That's not cool. on the website? Too? It is. It oh. is not. They're just in the very, very beginning stages of uh, kind of like making this happen, and and we're like really working on. All, so our our tap handles as well as we uh, we have these beer cards we provide with all like the the rotational tap series that's going on in the market today. Um, so we have one tap handle with a little alligator clip on the top and with a beer card. So it has the mall bill, the hot bill, all the vital stats and a little ripe about it. So like Smart. when someone says like, hey, what's that beer from Basecamp? You know, like they can just look at it real quick. Or that's cool. And, uh, that's really cool. Yeah, and, that's really and on cool. a very analog uh, standpoint, too, we're at 930 Southeast Oak and I'll be there. So if anybody wants to come and like meet me and, you know, hear the... Yeah. Face to face, you know. I'd rather get the information yeah. from a retina display phone. Even in your taste through, I would look at you and still just go to the app. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same guy who goes to all the self checkout at the grocery store. Absolutely. And, yeah, if I don't have to talk to you. I would actually yeah. prefer that, honestly. <laughs> just saying that I'll but, be there yeah. if somebody wants to look at me. It oh. is your job and you will be <laughs> there. Can you so. just text me the information, please? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, guys. This IPL is that what it's called? Yep. IPL yes. Lager, yeah. Dude, it, it, for me, I, I wanted you to try it because it, it has like a like a pine uh, mm-hmm. needle, not like a pi- traditional kind of piney thing that I usually get in a lot of IPAs. Or I mean, it's what they're kind of known for. But this like a fresh pine needle kind of thing. Yeah, uh, it's really great. Yeah, it's a little perfumey in the aroma, not perfumey in the taste, which is good because that would be kind of that kind of hit you in the throat. Um, but yeah. Yeah, we're going for like kind it. of a, a, a floral and uh, and piney character with the hops, and then we also have uh, we do some oak aging in this beer, which we also do in our Northwest Fest. That uh, is all proprietary and in house. We have a, a modified um, oak chipper and drum roaster wow. uh, that allows us to. Uh, act, we actually get a, a a blend of red and white oak from a local millwork, um, chip it on site, roast it on site, and then get that on the beer within a matter of about an hour um, from roasting. So it allows us to really kind of maximize all of those great flavors that you know come from roasting oak um, yeah. and get them on the beer immediately without any kind of uh you know volatilization in the air now is this something that you that you thought about during those 200 days where you guys were sitting Absolutely, around doing yeah. nothing it sounds like it yeah, yeah. i've never heard of roasting oak i've never heard of the i've never heard of this we're, we're kind of all project all. guys yeah. you know these guys actually have taught me a lot about uh just kind of uh you know building something in your mind and then building it in, in front of you. But it's been kind of a cool journey with a lot of the, the things that we do. Um, very much kind of a DIY brewery. with, And you can see that if you visit our tap room as well as, you know, things like our oak roaster and, uh, and wood chippers. We like to kind of, yeah. you know, envision a new way of doing things and then try to build it. 
a brewery's awesome. not dangerous enough. Let's put a, a wood chipper <laughs> yeah. and, and run some propane yeah. lines. Right, yeah. Roaster, and yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It probably took us 265 days to build the oak roaster. Wow. Welding. But you did it. Along, right. yeah. See, uh, you it guys, clearly works. You guys yeah. uh, aspiring brewers out there, I'd say like uh, welder first. Like if you want like mm, yeah. like mm-hmm. start a brewery, start welding. That's like the, the first and foremost like law yeah. that we've got. That's yeah. good advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, you guys wouldn't be the same brewery you are today if you didn't have the 230 Absolutely. days. Cause no. 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 Like Scott and I, we're just sitting around watching porn while we wait. But you guys, you... you... I mean, you know, we might have done a little bit of that <laughs> yeah. individually. Right, yeah. We welded to Logjam and 4. Soundtrack ever. Best welds we ever did. <laughs> so clean. Yeah. yeah, very smooth. You should have seen the beads I was laying down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, this guy was laying down some other beads. Dime stacks all day. Oh, man. <laughs> but you guys really did spend your time wisely on, on R&D for the beer. and, and So, yeah, it's, it's been um, Justin, again, he's, the, he's a really DIY guy, and it's become uh, quickly company culture, too. Just, uh, you have an idea, you bring it to the table, and then everybody looks at you and like, all right, you're going to make it happen, right? Yeah. And... Uh, you have to do it, and uh, it's been a great learning curve for all of us. It's uh, you know, it's, it's all about the beer, but then there's there's so many other things that we've learned how to do throughout this entire process. It's sure. uh, been like the really really fun. It's really cool, really magical. You guys are gonna end up smart after this whole thing. Yeah, wait, one day, one day. <laughs> they, they say that uh, drinking does uh, bad things to your brain, but you know, I'd say it's a. Uh, I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> All right, BasecampBrewingCo.com. Go check them out. We're going to take a break. The guy's going to hang out in the studio, I think. We've got more uh, beer to drink. Yeah. Uh, we'll do some beer news when we get back. we got to uh, Find the Fake to play tonight, too. 888-401-BEER if you've got questions. Uh, or join Bevo in the chat room by hitting the chat button on thebrewingnetwork.com. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on The Brewing Network. BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. You want great-tasting beer, and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second-best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two- and three-roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer-lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. 
Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. <laughs> Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand. Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today tonight is the night we bring the creature to life dr blitzenstein yes jp Gore. everything is perfect for my next fermented creation my doctor the storm is too far away we'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha <laughs> yes jp Gore. we will for i have in my possession the tower of power Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman, with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Enjoy a pint? Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things Homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at the National Homebrewers Conference this June in their home state of Michigan to see more Homebrewing.org creations. The brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Homebrewing at Homebrewing.com. Mix me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. 
locks that door. You better get out of my general store. You sold me one, you can sell me one more. Well, I ain't gonna sell you no beer no more. Welcome back to the program, and thanks for hanging out. I want to tell you about the Siebel Institute of Brewing Technology. Siebel, they've been a sponsor of the show before. I believe they taught our brewmaster in here today how to brew. And uh, if the beer has anything to say about the quality of Siebel, 
I highly recommend this place. Uh, America's oldest brewing school. More courses than any other brewing school, including uh, advanced uh, homebrewing, which some of our friends teach. Uh, Chris Graham from More Beer and uh, Chris White from White Labs goes out and does that. I believe that uh, Ray Daniels from the Cicerone program is involved. Just a really all-star cast of instructors for the advanced homebrewing. You can sign up for that. Craft distilling, uh, beer styles courses for those looking to ace uh, you know, beer knowledge exams and things like that. Professional-level brewing courses available uh, on both uh, campus-based and web-based, so um, you can learn at home, um, which I think that's how JP went to college, right? I did. I learned at home. Learned it. I just yeah. learned at home everything. <laughs> he went to college by not going to college. <laughs> right. And then somehow I knew things. And uh, as I mentioned, the faculty just includes some of the best known and most respected instructors in international brewing. Siebel Institute of Technology. You can go check them out at SiebelInstitute.com and learn all about their classes over there. SiebelInstitute.com. Thanks for uh, supporting the show over there. They're also fun people. Keith? Yeah. Oh, he's great. Big nose? Keith is a good dude. <laughs> he's awesome. I like hanging out with him at NHC. I saw him at CBC, too, and he, he's fun. You can't, you can't have a serious conversation with, with Keith, and le- yeah. unless, of course, it's about brewing school, but, but I, don't, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. So when I go see Keith, <laughs> it's, uh, unless it's about you enrolling in his school. <laughs> yeah. Then he gives a shit. Then he gives a shit, but with me, it's all dick jokes <laughs> and beer. Zero fucks. <laughs> yeah. Who's taller, Keith, Keith or Paxton? Oh, Ooh. good question. Yeah. Might be even. Hmm. It's hard, you know. Paxton looks bigger because he's larger, right? You know, not wider, <laughs> larger. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go to uh, SiebelInstitute.com. No, answer my question. Um, I don't know. I, I don't remember. <laughs> I do not know. Uh, what are we gonna do? Um, beer news? Yeah. All right. Let me talk about the beer that's in my glass first because it's another good beer from Basecamp. What is another it? One. What's this one called in the blue bottle there? Uh, that's the uh, the Northwest Fest. Okay. And it's what? It's a like a Vienna lager? Vienna Meritzen style amber lager. Yes. Oh, can I, would you mind? Yeah, that's right. You, you as soon as they said that, some. we all were like, oh, yeah. give me, I, I'd like that, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's Word. another good beer. And we've got more to try from you today, too, right? Some more. Yeah. We, got, we got some more beer. I'm glad we got a ride home today. <laughs> it's excellent. Hmm. All right. Uh, let's do the beer news real quick, shall we? Sure. And now it's beer news. Brought to you by Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine. Well, it's finally <laughs> happened. It's uh, perfect for the uh, guests in the studio and perfect for our industry, which is uh, a large American city can say that more dollars are being spent on craft beer than on big beer. Really? Yes. According to figures that have uh, just been released by industry publication Craft Brew News, Portland has Uh-oh. officially become the first city where micro has eclipsed macro. All right. This is good news. Right. They're officially going to be bored with it now. <laughs> yeah. Back to the It has become way too cool for Portland. Oh, right? the big, so what, so big what's craft it like? up in Portland. <laughs> so what's it look like at the grocery store? I mean, is it like, is a set, like, uh, mostly craft, or is it is it also, is it still mostly macro except all the beer flows through the craft uh, the shelf all has hot puns everywhere it's really a wonderful thing because like as we move through like it's uh it's set up you know 20 percent to craft and then every day it seems like it's moving more and more and more and then like we we, you go into a any any store now and you you see like a sliver of craft like one facing and then like 500 a sliver of macro yeah yeah, yeah 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 and so it's uh it's 
really a beautiful thing. I mean, you, you walk in anywhere and it's uh, you, you can get your choice of beer, whatever you want. It's, wow. just, it's awesome. wonderful. I think that for some time now, Firestone has actually been outselling like Coors and Bud Light in the in Paso Robles in their region too. So this might not be the first. This might be the oh, first yeah. Yeah. major city. I think for a very long time to yeah. do it. But but yeah. I and I was always impressed by that 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 Firestone was able to do that as a, as a really small brewery, one right. brewery, right? One out, brewery's doing it, outselling uh, the the macros there. I wonder if if crapness got in, in your news article. Does it say specifically what kinds? Because I still bet PB, PBR outpaces all mac- micro brews in Portland. It didn't. No, it didn't go by brand. It's, it's probably it's the lump. That's too bad. It's right. the category. Oh, is right. outselling the whole. No, PBR is in its listed, category that's of its own. Under in its water own category. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're outselling Arrowhead. That's <laughs> right. what's the, happening there. The uh, data was collected by Chicago-based Information Resources Incorporated. Uh, okay. And uh, they report a 16% increase in craft beer dollar sales for Portland in the first quarter of 2014. It pushes its total market share to 45.8%. Uh, AB InBev and Miller Coors combine uh, at 40.6. Wow. So it's actually not even close. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Well um, done, Portland. You've done it again. First yeah, mustaches what's, what's and now craft beer. <laughs> yeah, where's what's the other yeah. What is the leftover? Uh, it's, uh, it, it's It doesn't know. I, I, I always like that about polls. There's always yeah. like 4% don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, for Oregon uh, craft brands, I mean, we're talking majorly massive sales expansions, much to the delight of our, our guests, I'm sure. Uh, Ten Barrel Brewing, for one example, they're in Bend. They saw a 131% sales increase. You guys know Laurelwood? They're in Portland yeah, with you. Oh, yeah, they're uh, great. They had a 133% increase. And uh, you guys were at what, Infinity? What's your number? Uh, I think, where were we? Well, I mean, it's our first year, so Infinity. yeah. Infinity. Infinity. Yeah, really just, good. Just say yes. <laughs> yes. Just agree with well, me. By the way, how many barrels will you the produce? Sideways uh, eight. How many barrels do you think you'll make in a year this year? Here comes Paul. We'll, we'll probably double. Uh, we did a, just under 2,000 last year, and we'll probably do about thirty-five to 4,000 oh, cool. this year. Great. Good for you. Amazingly, too, these numbers only represent retail sales. Um, and, you know, it's likely the inclusion of draft sales at bars and restaurants, it would push probably craft's advantage even further. Oh, totally. Yeah. Or it would slide back to PBR's favor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It happened. I got a story about PBR yeah. later, JP. You'll like it. Nice. Uh, so, what city do we think is going to be the next big city to uh, achieve this milestone? Burbank. Martinez. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Per capita. <laughs> Martinez will be the last city on earth to make this switch. I'm sure but San Diego is like, you know, oh, San Diego, the what is the yeah. definition yeah. of a What's major what, city? Is there like any definition there? Uh, let's say like it's got to be more than what, 100,000 people, I would say. Yeah. You know, I don't 75, know. 000? It has to have at least four homeless guys. I think we might be talking about Burlington, Vermont. Oh, yeah, that's my go. guess. Uh, yeah. That's a good guess. Yeah, that is a good guess. San Diego is not a bad guess, but I, that's going to take a little while yeah. still, I think. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, a lot of course lights. Yeah, a lot of Corona, a lot of Corona being Corona. Being corona. Drink there. Yeah. I wonder if it's because of the beach. Yeah, mm-hmm. weather. I think. Well, if they have these nice aluminum cans uh, in craft beer, then the, the beach might not matter, right? You can take these also. What about Seattle? Oh, Seattle, Seattle could do it. Be, you know? Yeah. I don't know. No one's drinking Corona on any beach in Seattle. No, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> Too far from that beach. Who wants to go sit on a rock beach? <laughs> that's a good call. No, actually, Seattle. That's a that's a very good guess. They're drinking Rainier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. look at Beeves yeah. tied into the whole hipster scene. Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, what else? All right. Um, you guys remember that uh, terrible bill in Florida report on a couple weeks ago, uh, SB1714? It was the, uh, just for uh, refresh your memory, uh, Kelly Stargell was the uh, uh, representative that brought it. She wanted distributors to buy craft breweries beer 
uh, mark it up and sell it back to that brewery <laughs> without the beer ever leaving the brewery. Hey, I got an idea. <laughs> That's yeah. the one, yeah. yeah. What is it? Well, I'll buy some from you. You never give it to me. I'll sell it back to you. What do you think? Where do I sign on the thing to make the thing happen and we can all do it? Sign right here. It's a handshake. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Why did you lick my hand after you spit into it? <laughs> uh, yeah, that bill? Yeah, that's that one. Yeah, well, it's good a- news. Good news. I'm sure because of us yelling about it on this show. Yeah. Um, the bill did not pass. It passed the Senate 30-10, but it failed in the House. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Boo. You're taking tax dollars yeah. away from a state who yeah. desperately needs the money. Now the kids aren't going to get to go to kindergarten in right. Florida. That's okay. I got another idea. <laughs> Check it out. For every five beers you sell, you give me money for four of them. That's the deal. What would yeah. you do with the money? Doesn't matter. Yeah. But I would like to know. America. Yeah. America. Yeah. That's all you need to know is America. I will sign on this bill. <laughs> yeah. we got Thank you. We got tax. Thank you for your support. Thank you. <laughs> well, the uh, me. The, what I worry about, though, is, is stuff like this happening more in, in the future and, and in other states, uh, because it did get enough support to pass a couple, you know, pass something, the committee, whatever, and then it passed the Senate yeah. and it died in the House. But I mean, that's a more momentum than I would like to see for something with as bad a as premise stupid as, as that but has yeah keep so, in mind it is florida and they yeah. do a lot of dumb shit down there <laughs> now the wait though are they allowed to sell growlers now or did nope. the whole thing <laughs> fail? Right. failed so it all got thro- so it's not that big of a victory because the the whole point was to be able to sell growlers well that well that was something they got tacked on to the bill sort of as a um as a last ditch move by by senator kelly uh because she she was getting a tremendous amount of flack for it and and florida craft brewers were were up in arms and so she to kind of quell their worries tacked that into the bill like oh okay but you we'll, we'll allow you to sell growlers now which like yeah they've been fighting for that right um but the entire thing failed it's a net gain believe me Except that, no, if I remember the story right, the point was that craft brewers are trying to be able to sell growlers from their tasting room. Yes. So this bill came out to do it, and then they tacked on that they had to sell it to distributors and back. I I believe it was a separate bill. I believe the growler bill was actually a separate bill altogether. It it had a different, like, skew number. It wasn't 1714. So still no growlers in Florida. That is right. Fail. Okay. Yeah, that part of it failed. Um and so what I want them, what I think they're going to do is, is introduce the growler bill separate again, like they had done before, just try and get the growler thing through. Right. Um, but the, uh, the senator who passed it or who introduced it, she wrote a, um, a, an op-ed in the, uh, what is this, the Tampa Bay... I'm Whatever, sure. some local uh, the newspaper. The Tampa Bay there. Wiper, I think is what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was a piece of literary genius. The, ta- the, the, uh, the Tallahassee Democrat, that's what it's called. Yeah, right? same thing. Oh. Um, anyway, people are trying to figure out if it was like the, um, you know, S.A.B. Miller distributors had a, had a publicist write it for her, yeah. or if this was actually your thoughts. I actually think it came from her. And what I had planned on doing was going through this thing and just sort of dismantling it sentence by sentence. Cause Can you just give us the finer points of the stupid well, thing she had to say? Yeah, did, did you highlight some sentences? Yeah, yeah, I did. All right. So like, so she she addressed the three-tier system. I go, well, why is the three-tier system necessary in the 21st century, she said. She said, is the backbone of societal protections against rampant <laughs> alcoholism, as you saw in the 1920s. I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> well, I, can, can someone Explain up, to me, like, what <laughs> yeah. what does that have? What does the three tier system have to do with rampant alcoholism? Like, can't anyone who is of age buy as much alcohol as they want at any liquor store? 
It's not even a factual basis no, for yeah. why the three-tier system started directly after Prohibition. That it's that's a ridiculous statement. I mean, not only because it doesn't make sense, but but also because there's another reason that the three-tier system was put into place. Right. Right. She, I mean, she's right. clearly going after the Bible thumpers who, okay. who right. are probably yeah. rampant in that state in the first place. And yeah. so, you know, it, it means nothing. The, she's writing two people who already... Or, or take a stand against this and who okay. already think well, that what else? beer is She's evil. running as a temperance candidate. Well, right. I want to hear. But it's weird because those same Bible thumpers, theoretically, don't want to see government hamper economic prosperity by stepping all over small businesses, right? That's Unless all Satan part of the is same involved. St- that's the, that's, you're, you're forgetting the S factor, which is Satan. I was wondering what the S referred to. Okay, here's another point. She said, when beer was deregulated in the 1970s, we again experienced the effects of undercutting the three-tier system. It has been pointed out in news reports that states where beer is unregulated, uh, where where it is unregulated, the per capita production is significantly higher. Higher beer production and higher consumption go hand in hand. So, well, there's no such thing as a state (laughs) where beer is unregulated. What is she talking about? Also, isn't it sort of a redundant thing to say that if where more beer is produced, more why would you produce more beer if it wasn't being sold? I mean, of course, there's a correlation between more beer being produced and more beer being sold. Well, um, well amazingly, it's a problem. That, that turns out not to be true. Oh, it's actually it's not true. Well, that's amazing. So, <laughs> you you were on a great path. Well, so first of all, beer is highly regulated in every state. There are degrees, but every single state, even where the rules are lax like in your guys's Oregon base camp brewing company it is still highly regulated as i'm sure you can attest you have to, to everything your labels and your production you have to keep tabs on every single thing you do right everything. can you cut a fart without the government saying something no and they can't sell a growler unless they have a mustache that's in the law that was in their growler bill so the only caveat is if you have a fixed gear then it's fine <laughs> that's part yep. c1 right. yeah that's yeah. okay yeah. so we all actually brews on a fixed gear <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Love it. So counterintuitively and weirdly, uh, higher alcohol production and higher consumption do not go hand in hand. So California, for example, we're the highest producing state by beer shipments, but we rank 44th in per capita consumption. Hmm. Then on the other hand, North Dakota ranks 44th in shipments, and they have the highest per capita. Uh, and then Florida, where this bill is, ranks third in shipments and 34th in per capita consumption. So both things she said are, are just factually right. wrong. I also gleaned from that that California is full of quitters. <laughs> we're not drinking enough, apparently. Well, we're making enough, that's for sure. Well, we're making the nation's beer. Yeah. Is what's happening. That's all we need to do. Right. <laughs> America. Yeah. Any, anyway, can't, can't the three-tier system... <laughs> Fornia. 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 <laughs> wouldn't the three-tier system be there whether you enforced it or not? Because wouldn't breweries need, uh, at least a certain segment of them, need f- a fleet of trucks and a franchise of liquor stores, and they lack the infrastructure to distribute to, to maybe as wide of a whatever as a distribution company could? So wouldn't the market... Possibly, but it wouldn't be required, I think, is the deal. And, the, and, there, wouldn't, well, right. and there wouldn't have to maybe be the extreme markups that that end up happening. By the way, I had I had long discussions about this with brewers and distributors over the weekend. And you know, a retailer, which is what we're about to become, we're now paying some enormous amounts of money for specialty kegs and and some oh, yeah. not even specialty kegs. And the retailers are the only ones who are expected to reduce their margin when we pay more for kegs. And the reason is because how am I going to sell you a fifteen dollar pint? You're not. But the brewery doesn't res- reduce their margin. Right, They sell that keg at the same margin as every other keg to the distributor. And then the distributor definitely doesn't reduce their margin. They stay at whatever they're supposed to be at, 30% or something. The only people expected in the whole three tiers to reduce their margin 
are you and me, the, the, the retailers, which uh, ultimately hurts the, the consumer as well. Well, there is a problem at the brewery level, too. As a brewery grows, the economies of scale change. And yeah. So they have the option to lower their price per keg. But the distributor can say, thank you very much. We'll still charge the same price for your keg to the, to the retail right. staff. Yes. Right. So I agree. You, you can sell us whatever you want. You can lower it. That's fine. The only way to make money is being a distributor. Right. The, the way to make the most money is yeah. for the brewery to control it all the way to the, yeah. the retailer's right. door. So, and so they have a, an interest in getting rid of the three-tier system for yes. that reason. And, and again, yes, you would still need some infrastructure. I think we would still want distributors. Obviously, we still want retailers. But because it wouldn't be required, because it's, you're not like this is what you get or you're screwed as a brewer and as a retailer, I think it would be a very different system. So. Yeah, a different model for the distributor where they're more like a shipping company sort of thing. Right? Yeah. They, you know, they do it for fee, for hire. Right. They're not a, necessarily a markup company. They're a delivery company. Yeah, we're in the wrong business. We should be distributors. Hookers and blow every middleman. night <laughs> on the <laughs> distributor side. Blow, oh, yeah. Yeah, any, any narcotic. You won't be, be a middleman. <laughs> Is yeah. it just whatever you're not doing? Because, you, yeah. oh, don't be a brewery. No, go sell the beer. Yeah, just be a bartender. Sell the beer. Now we're selling the beer. Oh, no. You got <laughs> to no, be a distributor. Be a distributor. Uh, that's where the money They're the ones. Uh-huh. And, and then, then when it, I become a distributor, it'll be something else. Get out of the beer business. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in the beer business? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so I just, I, I did try to invite Representative Stargill on the show. I sent her a very polite message, and I, I really wanted to hear her arguments for why she is standing behind this bill. And yeah. this op-ed is theoretically her arguments for it. And right. they're, they're very poor. And so the whole thing is so sick. That's too bad she wouldn't come on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise, Imagine too. that. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. All right, one more for uh, uh, a little temperance there. Even though, the, I guess it's a good story. The bill didn't pass, so good times. Uh, Paps Brewing Company uh, is for sale, JP. Nice. You got some oh. uh, a couple nickel syrup together. You can talk to uh, you can talk to uh, majority investor C. Dean Metropolis, who also owns the Twinkie brand, by the way. Greek. Nice. I'm already in. He's the guy who killed Twinkies. No, he bought it when Hostess went belly up. Oh, he's because Greeks really the like Twinkie. their sweets, man. Yeah. You can't get a domala in, in, uh, with a cream filling. You know what I mean? A what? Never worry about it. Mr. Mistropolopoulos is seeking a new owner. Uh, the, the company, which is uh, one of the oldest uh, breweries in the U.S., of course, is expected to sell somewhere between. Anyone want to guess? Well, I just read your screen, Seven. so I'm out. Uh, Six trillion. Eight hundred million dollars. That's close. It's between five hundred and a billion. Yeah. Five hundred million and one billion. They're saying, which is a a really kind of a wide margin, isn't it? It is. <laughs> well, it just depends on how many people in Portland are buying Paps that week when the when the company sells. Yeah. And well, JP. How many people in Portland and JP are buying Paps? It does come in Portland. It comes with a free tube of mustache wax. So. <laughs> that's that's right. And, and chain loop. And so chain loop. I was trying to figure out what yeah. that was called. Yeah. yeah. Right. In my brain. Well, you, my you little get, brain. You get the chain tensioner and mustache comb <laughs> if, you buy, if you buy the 24 pack. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a skate key, right? Where yeah. you had all the tools right, yeah. on your little... Yeah, okay. yeah. Not only do you get all that plus a zippered hoodie, you also get Schlitz in old milwaukee oh really yeah the, that's the same company yeah which continually win awards every year at gbf and mm-hmm. you know all that kind of stuff so it's an award-winning brewery don't never discount that and did you say it's la based yeah it's Perhaps? in los angeles it's i didn't know that i thought they were uh well i thought they were oregon based actually i didn't know they were la based interesting they, they, they want based. you to think they're oregon based. yeah pbr <laughs> nothing cool about la it says it's la based the internet said it warren the internet said it's it gotta be true There's one person down here somewhere Maybe the company. It's a, a P.O. box in Los Angeles. Is <laughs> where, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's where they're located. Well, you know, they're also considering uh, as an alternative an initial public offering. Would you oh. guys buy stock oh, if they went public? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Depends on the price of stock, but it wouldn't yeah. be a bad I purchase. Totally would do that. I don't think yeah. it'd be a terrible purchase. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's give it a go. 
Yeah. Well, there you go, guys. That is the news brought to you by Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine. They are the new go-to source for homebrewing enthusiasts and those who are passionate about craft beer, which is all of you. Each issue will contain recipes, inspirations, techniques for homebrewing, and, and all that good stuff. It's uh, it's porn for your beerness. Yeah. Yeah. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine. It's a good-looking magazine, too. Yeah. It's like over 120 pages of color. Is it really? You have gorgeous colorness. A lot of pictures. I don't have to read. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's great for you. Yeah. All right. Also, uh, if you're looking to, uh, if you're looking for a place to build your beer recipes, Beersmith Homebrewing Software. You can go to beersmith.com right now and check it out. Design great beer. You don't have to calculate by hand. You can uh, design it all there. Plus, there's a plethora of recipes over on Beersmith. There's the Beersmith podcast. You can get the app uh, for both Android and iPhone and iPad, so you can do your Beersmith on the go. Brew with confidence. Go to beersmith.com and check it out. And plus, it's a free 21 day trial, so um, just use it for free. And then when you love it, is when you buy it. And I guarantee you're, you're going to love it. But if you don't, no purchase necessary. Free 21 to trial. Here's Smith.com. Go. All right. I think we have to take another break. We do? Do we just start drinking stout, too, from base yeah. camp? Yeah, I think you're drinking it now. Get yourself some more of it. <laughs> There's already another stout going yeah, around. what an asshole. <laughs> oh, is that what it's called? S'more yeah. stout? Yeah. It's still an asshole, though. Yeah. Still an asshole. Yeah. Still asshole. <laughs> the second one going around, actually, is a Baltic Porter. Oh, oh, Baltic Porter, sorry. That's not the s'more. That is not That's s'more. something else. Okay. No s'more. I might have to get that at the break. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Oh, I had a question for Basecamp. Come through the chat real quick, yes, guys. Uh, Slow Fat Matt wants to know, um, <laughs> <laughs> are there any off flavors from the aluminum bottles or additional requirements uh, from having the beer on metal That's two that you guys had to go through? Paul? Uh, well, I mean, no, it's a, you know, just like any kind of canned beer there, it's a food-grade lined um, aluminum can, so no, you don't have to worry about anything uh, coming off the aluminum itself, because it's a, a BPA-free food-grade liner. Okay, so even with a, a, a long shelf life, if I wanted to store uh, the Baltic Porter, for example, no problem. I've got a few in my cellar right now, and yeah. I plan on keeping them for a couple of years. Okay. Yep. Oh, I have a cellar. Whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, a, my garage. Yeah, I have a, gar- a fridge in my garage. Yeah. Yeah. The I mean, back the, of my uh, van, I've got so. <laughs> you I mean, the IKEA people. bookshelf in my bathroom. Yeah, we already know Oregon people hate Californians. Let's not, you know. <laughs> I think we've been making fun of them a lot more than they've been making fun of us. Yeah, but so you know, I don't know that it's true anymore. Well, the it's hatred has turned after the break. It's a slippery slope. It's going down. <laughs> it's helical. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, yeah. Perfect. No, that's our word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, find the fake. If you want to play, 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER. Call right now. You're listening to The Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. 
And and that Brew Builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone. It's the Fast Rack Team. So we are one week away from announcing the winners of the free tickets to the National Homebrew Conference in Grand Rapids in June. We're pumped to be sponsoring the event and are gearing up for an awesome, maybe not totally sober, few days in Michigan. Last year we had a blast, and that's really where the Fast Rack Speed Challenge started. Now we're going to be literally crowning a worldwide Fast Rack Speed Challenge champion at the event. Not only will they hold the title, but they will also be attending the Grand Banquet with the Fast Rack team. And be showered in Fast Racks. And automatically win a ticket to the 2015 Worldwide Championships as the runner-up. This is the last week for video submissions, so get them in ASAP to be entered. Winners will be announced live in one week on the Brewing Network. More details at thefastrack.ca. That's thefastrack.ca, not com, dot ca. Cheers for fast racking beers. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Downtown Joe's, where everyone is welcome, especially if you like drinking and tasting beer. Head brewer Colin Kaminsky's favorite beers are the Tantric IPA and the Double Secret Probation IPA. But you'll have loads of others to choose from when you redeem your exclusive Brewing Network savings. Downtown Joe's is the best brewery destination and the hottest night spot in Napa. Colin invites all home brewers and fans of craft beer to stop by and enjoy the great food and beer. Whether you're in the mood for riverside dining, live music, or just hanging out at the bar to meet a person of the opposite sex or a person of the same sex, Downtown Joe's has exactly what you're looking for. And now just mention the Brewing Network to receive a dollar off your beer at Downtown Joe's. That's right, take a dollar off every one of their great selection of craft beers, including the Lazy Summer Wheat, Golden Thistle Porter, and the Triple Dog Dare You. Come to Downtown Joe's and enjoy the laid-back atmosphere of Napa's best brew pub. Visit downtownjoes.com right now for current beers, the live music schedule, or to drool over their delicious menu items. Downtown Joe's, your neighborhood brew pub where everyone is welcome. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's 
our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's stuff. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Sitting at a bar on the inside, waiting for a ride on the outside. She broke my heart in the trailer park, so I checked the keys to her ugly car and crashed that piece of junk and then stepped away. The door was locked, so I kicked it in. She was tripping on the bills. I think she was high on some bills. She threw my shit out into the yard. Then she called me a bum and slapped me real hard. And in my drunken stupor, I did what I should have never done. Now I'm sitting here talking to you, drunk and on the run. Oh my. 
game to play. We haven't had a game in a little while, it seems like. Yeah. You know, you know what else we haven't had is uh, lively breaks. Normally it's like, you know, Bebo's was eating a sandwich and yeah. I'm just kind of like on the know, laptop. And here now at the base camp guys in the studio. And it's more fun. <laughs> so is, it, fun. is it true though, Beaver? What are we going to do at the breaks no, when we're in the... I eat potato salad. What are we going to do at the breaks when, we're, when our studio's in a bar? Like for one, if I want to be left alone, I can't walk out into the bar. Nope. So that's a problem. And even everybody else, like, where do, where do we lounge and eat now? Can come in my booth. At the new bar. <laughs> Your booth is barely bigger than, than what it is right now. Everybody yeah. we'll on that booth. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging out in the beef booth. Uh, all right. Hey, let me let you know about the Lalamond and Danstar uh, World Brewing Academy giveaway. Remember we did this uh, last year, too? Uh, we let you know about this. Um, have you ever dreamed of attending uh, the World Brewing Academy? Uh, well, once again... Uh, thanks to Lalamont and Danstar, one lucky brewer uh, will make that dream a reality for free. Uh, enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky winner will get a fully paid tuition into the World Brewing Academy's web-based uh, concise course in brewing technology. It's worth more than three grand. So uh, every time you see a Dan- uh, you use a Danstar yeast package, you enter yourself to win. Visit danstaryeast.com to see the details and print your official uh, entry form. Uh, there's no limit to the number of times you can enter, I guess. Uh, so you can up your chances and get to go to the World Brewing Academy for nothing. Zilch, nada. Yeah, they've done it the uh, the last couple of years on on this show, and uh, they've uh, had uh, lots of entries from you guys. And so uh, keep it up, and someone is going to win the course Justin just described. We should get one of the winners on the show and, and see how it was, uh, the winner from last year. That's I can cool. testify the World Brewers Academy is a whole lot of fucking fun, too. It's rad, right? Yeah. It was. Yeah, we, you know, we drank a lot of beers, met a lot of cool people, and uh, learned a lot about brewing beer. Okay, yeah. excellent. Uh, like I said, go over to danstaryeast.com and get all the details. All right, uh, it's time for Find the Fake. Got some... Uh, Bevo, you, it looks like you did it right with the callers. Huh? It's amazing. <laughs> I don't know if you've been practicing while I'm not here or something. Yes. I come in and I sneak in and I practice typing and, and all the, words. All the okay, names are clearly me. listed and in English. Don't speak too soon, though, because you might be like, John in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> okay. It's like, my name's Mike. I live Scott, in Duluth. stop being a dick. Good call. Let's yeah, see. John. Let's see. Uh, well, we should well, have... Um, let's see how she did. Nasty Nate from Ohio. Hey, guys. One, one second. We turn speak. All right. There, there we, we go. go. All right, so that's one right, Bevo. We Nate, got nasty Nate, Nate from Ohio. You, had, you didn't. You could have played along with me, man. You could have been like, "My name is Jason." <laughs> he did fine. 
All right, let's see who else is on the line. Looks like we should have Kenny from Oregon, an Oregon boy. Yeah, Kenny. Kenny, Kenny. what's happening? What's up? How's it going, guys? Holla. Where in Oregon are you? Corvallis. Corvallis, okay. Corvallis. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the base camp beer? Have you had it yet? <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, tried their wit at my local homebrew shop a week ago or so. Excellent. Good wit, guys. Thanks, man. There you go. Did you say good Thank wit you. or good work? Both. 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 Yes. Good. Both. All right, uh, we should have Spider Wrangler on as well. Spider, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing? Doing all right. Thanks for joining the game. And finally, yep. uh, Busted Brewing from Illinois. Busted, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Just, uh, just drinking beer and dicking around at this point. All right, you guys know the rules for Find the Fake? Of course you don't. Here we go. JP's going to read you four stories, all right? And and what, only one of them is fake, JP? That's correct. All right, four stories, one is fake. You each get to choose a brewcaster, and then um, the Base Camp Boys will just back... Actually, the Base Camp Boys, are gonna, they're on everybody's team. They're going to back up each brewcaster, so you guys can give your advice uh, as well. So totally. you're, uh, we'll, we'll start with Nasty Nate. Uh, your choice of brewcasters today are uh, myself, JP... No, not me. Why not? He's you? reading because the stories. Oh, myself? Yeah. <laughs> Why not you? You're a ringer. You're a dead ringer. Uh, Moscow, you said you're not playing? I'll play. All right. Myself, Moscow, Tasty, and Beardy. Although Bevo is more fun than Moscow. That, that's why I was saying that. Yeah. All right. Myself, Tasty, Beardy, and Bevo. Is that four people? That's four. Good. I can't remember. <laughs> And, then and the, I'm the idiot. And then the base camp people will, will back us all up. Well, right. But you still count, Bevo. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, you still count. Yeah. We're all idiots. We're not prejudiced. Yeah. Right. Shut up. All right. Nasty Nate, who do you want to play with? Uh, I'll play with Bevo. All right. Yeah, you yeah, will. That's a great choice. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. yeah. All right, Kenny, uh, who do you want on your team? I want you, Justin. All right. I'm terrible at this game, Kenny, but uh, I appreciate your faith. The enthusiasm is uh, unprecedented. Really. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think you're good at any game. I'm so terrible at all games. No games. <laughs> um, all right, Spider Wrangler, who do you want? Uh, I think we're going to go Tasty. All right, and uh, Busted, that means you got Beardy. All right. Just like all through elementary all right. school. <laughs> the last to be yeah. picked. It's like yeah. dog ball. Yep. Well, I, I, would, I wouldn't want a blind guy on my soccer team. So. Yeah. Hey, yeah. there's still a chance we're going to throw one of these aluminum bottles at Beardy's head. Right. Will not break. Yeah. He won't see it until it hits him. And then still, but he will see it. see it very clearly right before it hits. Him. Like when it's an inch from his face, he sees everything right there. Guys, I think my head just exploded. I'm not sure though. Beardy, despite these dicks, I'm happy to have you on my team. Yeah, whatever. Uh, all right, uh, JP, read the stories. All right, this first one is called Old Smoky. A woman in southwest Ohio has been reunited with her beloved husky, Zorro, after she posted the missing animal's image along with the only reward she could offer. Cigarettes and beer. That's right. The 23-year-old woman had nothing else of value to offer, so she guaranteed a healthy reward of cigarettes and beer to whomever helped her find her missing animal. Clearly, the lure of smokes and beers was not lost on the general public because Zorro was reunited to its owner only a few days later. Ah, GPCs and Pabst. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay. Second one is called Boston Beer. There are two things that folks in Boston are passionate about, beer and cops. 
One local brewery is hoping to tap into that passion by releasing a series of beers called the Streets of Boston. (laughs) Each can of the Dudley Street Brewing series will feature a member of the Boston Police Force along with their image and a short bio. Proceeds of the beer sales were gold to various charities, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, towards various local charities. However, the decision by the police commissioner to allow the full images of these officers to be on public display has some officers reeling. Mm. Sergeant James McKay says, quote, being a cop is dangerous enough. What we don't want is for someone holding an imagined grudge, see our faces on one of these bottles and decide to come into contact with us on the street, meaning to do us harm. Yeah, or imagine he's like arresting a guy who's holding his image in a, on a beer can. He's, he's like, he's out on a drunken public arrest and the guy's holding his face on a beer can. Give out, get all great. Hey, hey, can you sign this? Yeah, it's a little hypocritical. <laughs> uh, each 22 ounce bottle in the series will retail for sixteen ninety five. Okay. Wow. Next story is called The Most Interesting Man in the World. Thank you. You're welcome. Jonathan Goldsmith, aka Dos Equisises, Most Interesting Man in the World has been using his fame for some less than interesting things. His name is Jonathan Goldsmith? Yes, sir. That's not very interesting, is it? No, it's not. Okay. Uh, Using his fame for some less than interesting things, like raising money to cure cancer in dogs. (laughs) Goldsmith is an avid dog lover who's recently lost one of his precious canines to the terrible disease. He says, quote, The nicest thing about so-called celebrity status is to be able to call attention to the things that you believe in, unquote. I don't always cure cancer, but, but when, when I, I do, do, it's, it's in, in my dogs. In, dogs. <laughs> in conjunction with the Morris Animal Foundation of Denver, Goldsmith recently shot a commercial for his fundraising efforts, encouraging people to donate one dollar by the way of entering their dog into a contest, and proceeds of the contest will go towards supporting veterinary research. Woof. The commercial went like this: I don't always donate a dollar, <laughs> but when I do, it's toward dog cancer, dog testicle cancer. I got more specific. Sorry. That's all right. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, shut up and take my money. Back to Utah we go for the latest in crazy legislation. House Bill HB 40 was recently passed back in February. And as a result, the state will now be directing tax money from the sales of beer and alcohol. uh, Excuse me, from the sales of beer to alcohol prevention and substance abuse programs. The law states that any county and municipality that receives funds from the sale of beer specifically must spend at least 10% of that money on aforementioned programs. Not everyone in the state government is happy about this bill. Republican Gage Froer expressed his displeasure by saying, quote, this is simply an overreach by our government. So, sorry, percentage of beer sales have to go to recovery programs, basically? At least 10%, yes. All right. What state? It's... Utah. Utah. The state tax money that they receive, is that what it was? 10% of the tax money they receive or 10% of the net beer money? money. Okay. And what was the first story? The first story was Old Smokey about the missing dog and the cigarettes and beer reward. Got it. Okay. All right, contestants. uh, Quick recap here. Cigarettes and beer. Uh, that was the reward for returning a missing, missing dog. Then you had the Boston beer, which is basically cop beer, uh, images of cops on a uh, $17 beer bottle. Uh, then you had the most interesting man in the world curing dog cancer, balls, ball dog, dog ball cancer. Right. I just like to, whatever. Sure. That's where most of the cancer shows up, right? Yeah, you know, think about the balls. That's and right. then finally, a percentage of beer sales uh, tax uh, goes to uh, recovery programs in the state of Utah. Um Let's start at the bottom. Let's go with Busted Brewing and, and Beardy. 
And then, of course, the base camp boys are, are allowed to help uh, as well. Busted, do you want to just ask Beardy, or do you have an opinion already? Let well, me tell you what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the cigarettes and beer one is far too plausible. Like, that seems like something somebody would actually do. Yeah. Um, I was leaning towards the Dos Equis one, because that seems like something that JP was just sitting at home, saw the commercial, and figured he had to make a fake story. <laughs> and since he yeah, hates but... dogs, he talked about cancer. <laughs> right. He thought of dogs, but and then the next thing, thing he thought of was that. cancer. Right, yeah. Okay. Well, but my only thing about that is celebrities have a lot of stupid causes to begin with sometimes. <laughs> Sure. Why is dog cancer a stupid cause? Because <laughs> JP said so. Because, because humans get it. Isn't Why that is that the guy a celebrity? I see. All right. Yeah. Um, honestly, the one that really kind of... I, I want to say the uh, the cop beer can one. What do you think, Beardy? Well, it's, it's his prize. Bebo, so turn your mic off. Do it over there, Bebo. <laughs> You're going to hit yourself, you idiot. Turn your mic off. <laughs> She's dying. Just need need her mic, I think. Need her death. Stop my toe! Wow, oh, that hurts. <laughs> Your talon. Yeah. Settle down over there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I stubbed my toe. <laughs> Ow. You're a jerk. It really hurt. Uh, well, I whispered, son of a bitch, when I did it. I didn't say it out loud. <laughs> we know what you whisper when you do it. Uh, Beardy, what do you want to do? Uh, well... We've, Isn't it his decision? Well, you, that's how it works. you can now give your... He, Wait, he's recommending cop beer. What? You can agree or make another recommendation. Oh, I recommended the the, the most dog. interesting man, okay. dog cancer. So, And then, Busted, would you like some input from base camp? Uh, sure, yeah. All right. What do you, which, which one do you guys go with the fake? I mean, my biggest problem here is this character from the most interesting man commercial is calling himself a celebrity, because that's clearly false. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, right. right. I, I could only hope that the... Uh, the 1695 bottle of beer is a uh, false out the bunch, but I, I don't know. Give a recommendation, goddammit. <laughs> Be authoritative. You're on the radio. Oh, yeah. No. Number two for sure. There you go. Okay. We'll go with number two. All right. So, Busted, they're uh, concurring about cop beer with you. All right. All right. That's the fake for Busted Brewing. It's your game to lose. Um, <laughs> let's go with Spider Wrangler. Wait, who... Did he actually choose that one, or did we yeah. just choose for him? Whose dog doesn't have he, cancer? He chose it, and then oh, you yeah. backed him up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Will somebody give that dog cancer? <laughs> Mess it on my radio. I'm trying to. That, that sounds like ball cancer. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. You hear how weak the bark is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> end, ends real raspy. <laughs> yeah, because it fucking hurts like hell every time right. at the end yeah. of that bark. Right. But the dog's still going to do it. <laughs> Ow! Uh, all right, Spider Wrangler, I believe that Tasty is your uh, partner. Uh, spider? How do you want to? How do you want to proceed? Um. Well, we're uh, we're kind of thinking the the cop one too, but I'd like to hear what Tasty has to think. All right. If if he's awake. Well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Moscow, will you wake up, Tasty? Hey, real quick. So hey, uh, uh, up. I can use the soundboard if he's uh, still. Sleeping. What are the categories again? Uh, no, uh, I think uh, Boston Beer is perfectly capable of uh, doing something that stupid. <laughs> Wait, was it Boston? No, no it wasn't no. Boston Beer Company. Boston by the way, yeah. it was in a Boston, Boston Brewery. I'm sorry, a, a, Boston a Boston Brewery. He I'm, threw you off with no. the title. Oh, yeah. Cheap shot for no it reason. It was the it was <laughs> the Dudley Street Brewing. All right, okay, and uh, okay. So uh, you know, I'm thinking uh, the most interesting man in the world uh, has, has better things than to to do than that. All right, Spider. So he says, uh, most interesting man in the world is the is the do- dog ball cancer. I, I feel like I feel like 
That could be true, though. Okay. I, my wife thinks it's true, too. All right. I feel like That's this could be, uh, he's, he's got a little bit of uh, fame and is using it to, to promote dog cancer or whatever. Oh, you think that's true? Okay, then. Uh... So, Spider, which one do you think is fake? Your wife's always right. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know. Well, it's got to be either. Come on. Come on. Take a guess, Spider. Come on. The Utah one's got to be true, right? They do that all the time. That's that's what Utah does, right? And the uh, cigarettes and beer thing, that's that's so ludicrous, it's probably true. It's down to the uh, most interesting man and the unnamed Boston Beer Company. Dudley Street Brewing Company. Oh, for the third time. Named. Those Dudley dudes. 1695 22-ounce bottles. Proceeds go to local charities. All right, so Spider, either make a decision or hand it over to Tasty, and he'll make one for you. Well, my wife's saying that she's always right, but that I should listen to Tasty. Uh, but we had been thinking the cop one initially. All right, so you going for cop beer? There you go. Okay. Sure. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, you told him to make a decision or yeah. hand it to Tasty, and he did both. <laughs> Play it on the bases, man. All right, it's two votes for cop beer, and now it's Kenny from Oregon. Uh, Is Kenny playing with me? I think so. Uh, I think I have Kenny. Uh, Yes. I think you'd be able to tell. Kenny, do you have an opinion? (laughs) I doubt it. Uh, Yeah, we're kind of thinking about the the cop beer one as well, but maybe the the first one, the cigarettes and beer. Um, It's flaky. Wild card. Is there a certain form of... Was it on Craigslist? What was it? Because Craigslist has some weird shit, man. Right. And the dog was found, ultimately, and, you know, I'll tell you what, Kenny, if I were going to go with something other than the cop beer, and I think we should, just to differentiate ourselves, I think it would be... Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I think it would be the cigarettes and beer story, too. It's too easy, right? Like, oh, it just, it was such a clean story. By the way, and and JP also mispronounced the dog's name. Like, he said Zara, like Zorro, and it's it's obviously Zorro, right? Like, the dog's name is Zorro. So I feel like he... He's had some beer tonight, apparently, then. I've had some beer. That's, that's absolutely I don't know why that's my clue, but that was my clue. As soon as you mispronounced Zorro, I, I was like, I that's did. the fake one. Yeah. And yeah. so... I think let's go with the cigarettes and beer, then. Somebody. Now, keep in mind, I'm terrible at this game, so you might want to go with the opposite of everything I've said. <laughs> that one's 100% true. So. I think it's true up until the quantities. I think if you are if you miss your dog, you're going to offer up at least a keg of beer and like a pallet of cigarettes. Yeah, was there an amount of cigarettes and beer offered? Yeah. And there was not. And also, uh, if all you have to give is cigarettes and beer, that cigarettes and beer are pretty important to you. I think you let the dog go. You're like, I'll bake you cookies or something. You don't give yeah. away your cigarettes and beer. Well, so, maybe yeah. not cookies either, but yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> old Nintendo game or something. Yes, yeah. yeah. I have an old Atari 6400. Uh, all right, so let's go with cigarettes and beer, Kenny. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. All right, we're doing it. Well done, Kenny. Thanks. Uh, and then finally, that uh, brings us to Nasty Nate, who's uh, working with Bevo. We're like twerking with Bevo. Twerking it out. Nate, do you have an opinion? Yeah, I personally think it's number one. I don't know what's Bevo saying here. I actually think it's. I think it's number one too. Uh, what twenty-three-year-old girl has a bunch of beer sitting around? Oh, okay. We drink wine coolers. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, uh, you're twenty-three. Yeah, Shut up! You're I wasn't three. one point, you dick. You haven't been we in a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not that old. No, you. but you look it. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, so, uh, Nate, you guys want to go with cigarettes and beer? Oh. Sounds good to me. All right. It's a coin flip here. It's Yeah, it's a split, so... Uh, I hope none of us got it right. I don't, I don't know why, but... Uh, it's, it's not a split. Uh, Spider went with Boston Beer, and Busted went with Interesting Man, right? No, no, no. no, no. Busted went, I have Busted Two with beers. Cop, cop Beer. Oh, he did? Oh. Spider yeah. with Cop Beer. Yeah, I went Cop Beer. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so it's a split. Kenny with Sigs and Beer, and Nate with Sigs and Beer. Okay. All right, JP. What's what Are is, these final answers? Does anybody would like to change their, their statuses? I don't, I don't think so. All right. Well, it turns out a woman in southwest Ohio was actually reunited with her husky dog, Zorozaura. Ah! That's it. After providing cigarettes and beer as a just reward for the returned animal. (laughs) Damn it! Did we get an amount of cigarettes and beer? Uh, There was none in the the news story, unfortunately. Kenny, I'm sorry I I told you, buddy. But... All right, I'm going to drop Kenny and Nate, right? Oh, because uh, single elimination. Sorry, guys. There's no losers bracket. Sorry. Okay, thanks for playing. And uh, all of you drinkers in Utah, you are actually indeed funding alcohol prevention and substance abuse programs every time you purchase a pint of beer. Yeah. Okay. That one is true. That, you know... Okay. No one picked that one. Um, so I'm, now, I'm surprised that no one picked that one because it is. It does seem a little outlandish, yeah. but nobody and, was surprised. Um, Utah. Utah. Yeah. That sounds like something at a state level someone would try to do. Yeah. Minimum yeah. ten, yeah. but they did it. That was that was the surprising right. thing. It actually happened. Yeah. California. Yeah. Okay. So now we're left with Boston beer and the most interesting man in the world. Okay. It has to be. Is that a drum roll? Man. Yeah, JP's just. He wants his voice to be golden for the final answer. I, I'm going to get all the prizes right now. You should. Warren, Warren should. Well, uh, for all you dog owners out there, you will be happy that someone is fighting for your animal not to get cancer. Yeah. Jonathan Goldsmith is, in fact, fighting cancer in dogs, meaning uh, Dudley Street Brewing, which does not exist I- at all. I don't um, always save balls, but when I do, they belong to dogs. Yes. Uh, cops in Boston will uh, not have their mugs on mugs of beer. Where did you come up with Dudley Street? Um, it was a, um, just it's a street name in Boston. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh. So Spider and Busted both win. Yep. Cop beer is the fake. Well done. That's right. Awesome. All right, JP, we'll be sending you both a prize. Please send him an email, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com, with your uh, information, your shirt size, uh, everything like that, and a, and a shipping address, and we'll get it out to you right away. Thanks for playing, kids. Make that your wife's wife shirt size, Spider. Your wife's shirt size. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Extra small. <laughs> boy. All right, thanks, kids. Cheers. <laughs> Um, there you go. Another successful game of, of Find the Fake. God, I'm terrible at that game. <laughs> Again, every, every game. There's, yeah. there's no game. That you're I, gonna... I wonder if I've ever won. You know, the only game I've ever won in here was a chugging game. <laughs> and Bevo oh. and I won That's it. That's right. And we won it against Fierce Competition because we had to go against Dan Gordon. And the Schumann Brothers. And the Schumann Brothers who puked. <laughs> I was, we did not. I was clearly not at that That's show. Right. Yeah. That was a good you show. You can't chug a fast beer. Yeah. It was out of a boot, yeah. though. It wasn't a pint. Uh, you, you can just, it was out of Das, das Boot. JP can do an incredibly fast pint. I can. Have you tried since the surgery? No. Oh. I hope you didn't lose your talent. I got to say, I haven't uh, seen be this. So, I mean, yeah, you, you know, like sometimes your you know, when pitchers up. have to have like elbow surgery, <laughs> right. they lose a few miles on the pitch. Yeah. We have a challenge. I wonder if you've lost a few seconds. Yeah. I may have. It's, it's quite possible. But again, you could have a wider opening you know, based on all the stuff yeah. they took out of there. Well, yeah, you, you know? have a cavity now, so the, beer, the pint will just stay in your neck. 
<laughs> Which means it could go like, faster. Be like, right. I, are you feeling yeah. up for it? It sounds like we have a ch- an in-studio chat. No, no, not tonight. No, no I can't uh, do that. It can't. No. Why? Because I have to go drive home and eat, and then I have to go drive to Benicia to watch 24. Jack Bowers back, motherfucker. That, that, that sounds like on. a really weak excuse. It's coming back. Yeah, by the way, cable works in Concord. Yeah, why are you driving to Benicia? Because I don't have cable. Oh, <laughs> right. Good call. Neither do I. And, we're, and it's my friends are having a party. So I see. We got a, a big cable, he knows. 100, 100 inch uh, projection screen. Mm. Surround sound stereo. It'd be great. It doesn't, none of it sounds as great as a chug off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well. Uh, uh, actually, yeah. both things do sound. I had no idea that Jack Bauer was coming back. So that is pretty great. But <laughs> I'm still challenging you to chug off right now. You're being challenged, I can't, I can't, right? Wow. I can't do it right, right now. now. I cannot do it. I can't. Wow. I'm sorry. This is a really weird radio segment. Yeah. You, sometimes yeah. you got to just Jack own Bauer it. You, you got to go. The most important thing is yeah. our audience. I know, and, and, and it's normally radio. I would, right. but but no, I I can't. I have. I, I I. What do you mean? Normally you would. Normally, normally I would. You would. Normally I've been eating sandwiches and shit downstairs, but I haven't had shit since lunch. Yeah, you can still have a sandwich afterwards. I, no, I, I can't. No, we I'm can't. A, He's iodine. I'm on a special diet. Right not tolerant. Now because uh, in in in, a, in another <laughs> week tolerant. I'm going to get radioactive. What does uh, iodine not tolerant mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I will not tolerate you know iodine. What? With the exception of you guys, everybody else understood what I was talking. No, about. they didn't. It was, I had no it was retarded. It's a new product from Miller. It's called oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> iodine <laughs> not tolerant iodine beer. The best beer in the world. Yeah. Still, the non-iodized. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Triple iodine brood. <laughs> really? I, yeah, I, I, I literally... I, We're I missing out on hammered. great content. Yeah, I yeah. need to get home at some point in my life. I can't do it. I'm you can't sorry. watch the rerun tomorrow? No, not even yeah. that. I have to go home first, but if I chug a beer, I, I, I'm not going to make it home for I'll buy hour. the cab home. No, oh. then I have, no, I have jury duty tomorrow. I'll buy the cab in the morning. Boom. You buy the cab in the morning to come back here. Yeah. I can't. I'm parked on the street. You can't. You can't. We'll move that. it in the back. I can't. Why? I can't. Yes. I can't do it. <laughs> Leave me alone, Doc. I'm trying to get good like interrogation. I'm not going right to Burning Man with you. I, I can't do it. it. If I was the chugging pro, the... I'd take it off your hands. But you're it's... the only one who's the chugging pro. By proxy, you are. You are my. Uh, I'm, I'm not good at it. You, it but wouldn't, you beat it's, it's the no competition. Humans? No, that's different. That's long form chugging. No, you're crazy. That was a boot. Well, since he's forfeiting, do we all have to just? Compete to find out who the new <laughs> the, the new, new champion is. is. Are you a fast like a chugger, Beardy? I, I could be. I don't Be- know. Beardy's not fast at anything. <laughs> He's fast at being real slow. Well, he wouldn't have to drink it all though. It could just right, go yeah, I'll hide. I'll hide yeah. most of it in here. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You. So are you, uh, Paul? Like, traditionally, you can do this. Very fast. I mean, I've been known to drink, you know, quantities quickly, but I, I'm not even going to put myself on the same par with these guys. These are professionals here. Sure. See? Well, we thought won they anyway. were professionals. I'm a professional creator anyway. of beer, not a professional consumer. I think a professional doesn't turn down a chugging contest oh. for an episode on Fox. No it's kidding. not that. Yeah. It's because uh, I don't need to be hammered in eight seconds because <laughs> I have to go home. It's I solved that with a cab ride. Yeah. I can't because do it. Because the iodine <laughs> I can't drink anymore. Yeah, I can't tolerate. Tr- yeah, I can drink iodine I slowly. He does not tolerant to iodine. Oh boy. Viva, who's on the phone? I'll check. I sent you a message. Oh. Oh, I don't want to take this right now, do I? No, you don't. You want to get off the air. It's a technical. You want to get question. off the air. Yeah. This is not the caller you're looking for. Mm. <laughs> Hi, Tim from Chicago. What's happening? Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going well. You got a question? 
I do. Is it so, about why I, JP won't chug a beer right now uh, with an in-studio rival? You just asked it yeah. for him, you jerk. That, Let him say it. Yeah, that's crazy how the timing is because that's exactly what I wanted to know. Okay. Yeah. What else did you want to know? Go ahead. All right, so I've been brewing about two years, have 35 all-grain batches under my belt, Great. and recently brewed my first lager, finally got a fermentation chamber figured out and temp control and all that good stuff. So it was a pretty basic, like, American premium lager. And uh, I pitched it 45, let it rise to about 50, fermented almost all the way out before I got back from business and was able to bump it up for a diacetyl rest. But I got it up to 62, and it was like four points away from final gravity. And it sat there two days, and then I brought it back down. But I really think I got I got some diacetyl in the beer. It's like a vanilla-y, you know, butterscotchy sort of taste. And I'm just wondering if I let it go a little late and whether it's even worth maybe repitching something into it, you know, once it's up at, you know, in the 60s to see if I can get that taken care of or whether I just, you know, cut my losses, take it as it is, and, and go from there. What do you think, Paul? Um, I, I would say that, yeah, you, you might have, uh, like, kind of raised the, the temperature there a little bit late. Um, I mean, all you need to reduce diacetyl, as you know, obviously, is, uh, is healthy active yeast. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I pitched two vials in like a 1.75 liter starter, so I feel like I had a good base there. But you know, it was probably day day six almost mm-hmm. when when I got to it. Well, and and if you have it steady, you know, around 60 degrees, if you want to just pitch another vial in there, that probably will take care of your problem. Yeah, you think? Do you think I got some dry lager yeast? Do you think it's worth hydrating that and pitching that, or if I'm going to even waste my time on this, do I just go and get a new vial? Um, I mean, it, I can't really speak for the condition of the dried yeast that you have, um, but right. you know, I mean, I would always suggest using liquid yeast, um, you know, because of kind of the the you know date stamped on the uh, right. you, you know the freshness of that. Yeah. Um, right. Totally. And do I make a starter, a small starter, and dump it in, or do I just take the vial? Well, I mean, if you're talking about just diacetyl reduction, you know, you can just use the vial and just dump it right in as long as you have, you know, adequate temperature uh, consistency, right. and that, you know, around 60 that, degrees. Six, that should that should scrub your diacetyl, no problem. Around 60, you said? Uh, you know, that would be ideal for most lager yeasts uh, to scrub diacetyl. I, I can, Absolutely. Yeah, I can, keep it, I can keep it at any temperature, so 60, something like mm-hmm. that would be good. Okay. All right. There you go. All right, that's all I want to know. You guys have been most helpful. I will see you all out in Grand Rapids. Excellent. Great. See you there. Cheers, Bye. brother. All right, cheers. Thanks. You guys want to know how Bevo spelt, uh, spelled uh, diacetyl? <laughs> no, I was just looking at that. Oh. It's really bad. Oh. <laughs> I really don't know how to spell it. I do. D-I-E-S-S. She did all right. Diacetyl, which is part of why I didn't want to ask the question, because I was like, I don't know what diacetyl is, and this could get ugly. D-I-A-S-O-T-A-L. Diacetyl. Mom's a diacetyl. (laughs) You guys should chug it out. All right. Uh, Speaking of your mom, let me let you know about AdamandEve.com. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Our fine sponsor over at AdamandEve.com for a limited time, I think. um, You get uh, 50% off just about any one item. Uh, You get free shipping. You get three free adult DVDs. Um, These come from genres uh, such as JP. Yes. Uh, Anal. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
Uh, I like the yes category. I that, that genre. Yes. Uh, yes. Everything, everything is that yes. Is, that is a category. Can right? I put it on your face? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> May I shit on you? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go different this week. Busty Latinas. Busty Latinas. Great category. Redheads. Good category, yes. Tasty. Give us a porn category, hole. Paul. Go ahead. I, I actually uh, was spacing out when we started this. What am I talking about? Uh, give us a porn category. A porn category. Um, God, where haven't I been? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that was, uh, I think job. that might be a category. Yeah. You want to give us one, too? Uh, armpits. Armpits. Great. Cat- None of these categories are on adamneep.com. Oh, no. But there are great categories over there, like... Bondage. Bondage. There, there you, go. you go, Bevo. Well done. Adamandeve.com. Use coupon code BNARMY. It's B-N-A-R-M-Y. Uh, categories such as... Beardy? Piercing. I think that is also a category. It's a creepy one. Um, good on you, Beardy. <laughs> You're welcome. You it turns out, actually, Beardy's entire chin is pierced. Right. He has, he has yeah. 27 piercings oh, in his I, chin. Have, I have a safety pin chain going under going here. It's under. actually not even a beard. It's just attached to the piercing. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's a piercing cover. All right. AdamandEve.com. Use coupon code BNARMY. You get all that stuff. Uh, plus a free gift. And they change the gift all the time. So order uh, often. A free gift so sensual, it's sensual. Uh, okay, we had uh, we had yes. I was spacing out and armpits. That was all in the list. Oh, I and just want to point well, I out. was spacing out was later changed to like I, I would actually prefer where that haven't I been? Oh, where oh, yeah. haven't I been? Yeah. I was like I I was trying to think of why did I do it here? Oh, this one. Oh, this one again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This could, never gets armpits. boring. Armpits, really? And armpits. Yeah. Good job, guys. <laughs> He's owning it too. He's like, yeah. oh yeah, you don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> you bet your ass, armpits. <laughs> All right, uh, Twitter game. Twitter game was. Twitter game was uh, Sam is president in oh, uh, 2034. <laughs> Our Sam. Our Sam. Uh, Sam. Sam the douche. And uh, what was his first act as a, as a president? Okay. Does that mean I'm the first lady? In, no, in... you'll be dead by then. <laughs> but that's a whole different thing. He's going to back the car over you. Uh, Greg Hack says uh, his first act would be to let strange homeless men wander into the White House while on air giving the State of the Union. Yeah, he would yeah, do that. Yeah. Uh, Ed Van Tassel says the guitar is declared the national instrument. Yeah, he would definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, Bill Coon writes officially and publicly, forgetting that he's president. <laughs> wow, how well does everybody know Sam? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, Which really one well. of these is going to happen first? That's the hardest. Uh, Chris Rogers says he would take a day off from intense Nintendo playing to make the military's <laughs> uniform, members-only jackets, and bowling shoes. <laughs> Holy shit! These people know Sam better than the rest of us, and he's yeah. never on the show. It's incredible. Right. That and person then, must really know him. Like, that's really his outfit. Yeah. Uh, and then Patrick Morrison writes, wacka, 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 on an intern's bare behind. Oh. <laughs> I don't think Sam would do that. Yeah. No. I think he would. Not first. Yeah. These people all win. Those yeah. They're all so good. They're all good. I don't know how to pick a winner there. How many How many entries were Was that five? Uh, six. Six. Five. Well, we got One, stuff to get two, rid of here at the three, studio. Three, four, five. Let's send them all prize. Yeah. Everybody wins. This is the, right. That's the best Twitter game yeah. ever. Yay! It's solid. Yeah. Nice responses. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, right, everyone. Send me an email, JP. The Brewer. All right. Uh, go to basecampbrewingco.com and check out our guest, guys. Thanks again for, for being in the studio. And tell us again, where can we find you tomorrow? We're down at the uh, Steins Beer Garden in Mountain View. Okay. At what time? Uh, five o'clock. All right, you park the Westie out front. People can't miss we it. We will be there with the Westie. Big green Westie. I hope so. Yeah. It, it might be smoking, but yeah. we hope to be there. All right, gentlemen. Thanks. I, I wish you luck. Thank you guys all so much. This was a a, a pleasure. It was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad you had yeah. fun. You you really brought us 
some some great beer. So I appreciate that. And yes. the show always goes better with great beer. So well done. Believe me, we've had not so great beer brought to us before. It's true. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't do that. Fact. Basecampbrewingco.com. All right, next week, uh, what do we have? The Michigan Beer Film? Yeah, we'll do a little uh, Michigan, uh, you know, pre-game uh, for the uh, NHC. And uh, a fellow named uh, Kevin Romeo made a documentary called The Michigan Beer Film, and we'll have him on. Excellent. And don't forget, we're doing our BNA 9 in Michigan. I'm sure JP's going to remind you, but let's I don't mind doubling up on it. You can get your tickets right now at thebrewingnetwork.com slash BNA9. It's 50 bucks for all the food you can eat, so dinner is included, plus all the beer that you can drink safely, uh, plus there's going to be a dunk tank there, plus there's a kickball game. It's going to be a great, great time. Um, it's, you mentioned the bus ride. Too, it's included, too. Oh, yeah, you get a bus ride. You just get on the bus right outside right. the conference hotel. We drive. It's a short 10-minute drive. Everything is included, and it's all brought to you by HopTech Homebrew Supply and Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine. So, Where do you get them at? Where did tickets you get at? Uh, brewingnetwork.com slash BNA9. Basecamp, guys, did you give a shout-out to Joey, who uh, put this all together? Did you give him a thanks? Hi, Joey. Hey, we love you, bud. Oh, hey, guy. Yeah, that's, he's uh, <laughs> he's really responsible for all of this uh, the show that went down today, the bottles, the advertising, marketing, and everything. That, that guy's rad. Oh, guy. nice. Okay. That's Jay Dallas, which is uh, also a good kind of uh, porn answer, too. That is Jay Dallas. Jay Dallas. Search for him on a whatever, yeah. <laughs> All right, are we ready, Jip? We are. All right, let's get out of here. We'll see you next week, everybody. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Thanks to Basecamp Brewing for coming out to this wasteland we call Martinez. Find them next time you are in Portland, Oregon. Follow JP over on Twitter so he's not telling jokes to an empty Twitter feed. There's a good beer inside at Homebrew. Follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McDean. To get your tickets now for BNA9 over at brewingnetwork.com slash BNA9. Production director on the session has been Pushy Jack. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP was waiting to leave so we can watch 2424. Brewing Network was eating, uh, wow, Bevo was eating macaroni salad on her sandwich. And your host was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.